0: Are we going to talk about an animal before we start? I mean, you <laughs> also need to let's together. A podcast about Fruit Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're having our mid-series recap special. Woo! Woo. I know, I'm so <laughs> excited. We're at the halfway point of the Fruit manga, which is so exciting. Oh my god. It's like we made it <laughs> halfway through. <laughs> we're
1: halfway there. Yeah, living on a prayer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the quality content <laughs> that we're bringing you today.
1: <laughs> Never want to avoid the obvious joke. Yes. So, so we're going to discuss
0: the series so far. So I have a written uh, summary of the series so far. And then we're going to do a discussion of like things like characters, character motivations and arcs and themes. Mm-hmm. Then we have our questions that were submitted by lovely listeners, which is uh, great. I'm so excited to answer that, mm-hmm. actually. Um, then we'll do a, a spoilery discussion of what's to come. Because so we always do a spoiler discussion and there were a couple of questions that were spoilery so i i put if them in the in the spoiler section so if you ask a question it doesn't get answered in the beginning it's cuz it got it's
1: going to get answered in the spoilers mm-hmm. so so yeah i oh, think so we cool. should take your summary and speed it up <laughs> like a <laughs> like so it'll be like yeah. like a, like a tape sound yeah <laughs> Like a, how... uh, like a disclaimer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> warning. <laughs>
0: for the, those consuming Furuba. <laughs> I'll get right on that. I mean, how about I just read it really fast? It'll be the same. I mean, <laughs> and then every couple of seconds you'll be like, <gasps> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like when I voice act Ritsu, it'll be fine. <laughs> and also uh, the Mesha san or whatever. <laughs> All right. So the series so far, Toru Honda was invited to live with the Soma family, a family burdened with a curse that causes members of the family to be possessed by spirits of the Chinese Zodiac and the cat, who, according to legend, was left out of the banquet uh, that determined the order that the Zodiac animals rotate through every year. Toru Honda's mother passed away in an accident in the spring before the series begins, and though Toru is often in high spirits, we've recently seen that her mother's death may be taking more of a toll on her than originally it seemed. There are some things that she doesn't want the somas and her friends to know that she's dealing with as she revealed in the beach arc that we just saw beach beach (laughs) (laughs) uo and hana toru's best friends had relationships and and their own individual moments with toru's mother as well especially uo who was in a gang in middle school kyoko helped her um when she decided to leave the gang because she's a badass and kyoko like uo was also in a gang in her youth we learned that toru's friend hana can understand the feelings of and manipulate others with denpa And she struggled with this as a child, but being befriended by Toru Nuo in middle school seems to have brought her some kind of, like, inner peace and enabled her to control her dempa more. She also has her own memories of Kyoko, Toru's mother, uh, giving her words of wisdom as well. We've learned that Kyoko was a kind and knowledgeable woman, and Toru often gives advice, or as I call it, the knowledge drop, (laughs) to, to Soma, the Soma family that her mother gave her. The 13 members of the Soma family, as stated before, are cursed by the spirits of the Zodiac and the cat. When hugged, they transform into their animal forms, and they remain in that form for an unspecified period of time, and then transform back.
1: Spirits of the Zodiac and (laughs) Zoyborg. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a (laughs) Tori's true form. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) The physical appearance of the Junishi, the 12 spirit. The, so uh, sometimes we switch back and forth. I don't think I've ever said, but Junishi just means 12, 12 spirits or whatever. So the Junishi. Their physical appearance in their human form stems from their zodiac form. Some characters like Kisa were even bullied for their sort of quote-unquote abnormal appearance and uh, abnormal hair and eye color. And some of them seem to have a connection to or physical abilities that are based on their animal spirits. Shigure, the dog, for example... He hears wild dogs at the beginning of the story and knows there's a landslide that crushes Toru's tent, which was the inciting incident of the story (laughs) and why she ended up living with them in the first place. Yuki calls his rat friends to uh, help dig out Toru's tent, and they also come to him in the woods when Kyo and he argue at the lake house. The Jason incident. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yuki also... um, Ayame, Yuki's brother, has difficulty adjusting to extreme temperatures because he's a snake. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> I'm
1: <a>
0: snake. exactly <laughs> <laughs> and he turns into a sneaky form often Ritsu the monkey appears to be strong, a strong climber and like pulls himself back onto the roof in the manga after almost slipping off Hatsaru the cow has two personalities a chill white side as they call it and a black side that comes out when he's angry Kagura the boar is tough and expresses her feelings physically often like charging through walls and causing a ton of property damage to Shigure's house <laughs> Momiji, the rabbit, often behaves kind of energetically, and Hitori is quiet, like a seahorse, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Kyo, possessed by the spirit of the cat of the Zodiac story, has an additional form known as the cat's true form. The bracelet that he wears, rumored to be made of bones and blood, keep him from transforming into his true form. The cat of the family has previously been treated as an outsider, including Cosmo's grandfather. It was recently revealed to us that, and to Toru, that Kyo will be confined uh, by himself after he graduates within the Soma compound. We also learned recently that Kyo knew Toru's mother when he was little, and he even knew about Toru, but doesn't seem like she knew him. So we saw that during the beach arc, as you said. (laughs) The Somos uh, can't seem to do anything without the consent of the head of the family, Akito. Akito has been shown to be manipulative, abusive, and a dangerous head of the family. Akito injured her Tori after he and his girlfriend, Kana, asked for permission to be married, confined Yuki as a child and abused Kisa and other members of the family after expressing affection for others. Nishigure seems to have an intimate relationship with Akito, and seems to be the only person capable of manipulating Akito. Akito reveals at the end of their time at the beach that he is the god of the Zodiac, the master of their souls, which explains why no one can go against what he wants. The bond of the Zodiac curse holds all 13 and Akito together tightly, it seems. Social isolation caused by not being able to be touched by others and looking strikingly different, fear of the family secret being discovered and causing people to reject them, and the emotional impact of being cursed on the Junishi and their families, and the sort of cult-like nature of the inner family and the family head causes the Junishi a lot of pain and strife, as we've seen. But all of the characters that we've met so far have things that they want to do in their lives and have changed from the beginning of the series, especially Kyo and Yuki, who both realized their feelings for Toru during the beach trip. Tora realizes at the end of the trip that the curse binds them all together, and it keeps them from achieving their goals. And is resolved to break it. How was that? <laughs>
1: very, very good. Job. Yay! Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Only like five minutes. <laughs> That's the series so far. So, <laughs> That's
1: what you missed on Fruba. <laughs> yeah, really.
0: <laughs> now you're caught up. You don't have to read the first half, unless you want to see all the the shocking moments for yourself. <laughs> Which is my favorite part of reading it, even rereading it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. The first thing I thought we might start out with is just to kind of talk about all the characters we met and kind of discuss their like motivations or goals that we've seen so far. Is that okay. a, good, a good... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first character that we met in the series is Toru Honda, of course, and she promised her her mother that she would graduate from high school because her mother wasn't able to, which seems to be a very strong motivation of hers I went back and listened to our first episode. Which, first of all, thank you all for suffering through that terrible audio quality in our first, like, 15 <laughs> episodes. Because I was like, oh, so different now.
1: Um, but... yeah, hey, I've heard way worse. Yeah. First episodes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> we We were talking about how i was like if you if your tent that you were living in, in the woods by yourself was crushed by a mm-hmm. landslide and then you realize people turned into animals and your uniform was all dirty and stuff would you still go to school the next day we were like yeah. no <laughs> so she's obviously extremely motivated and in fact when there was a there was an incident where she um she like basically made herself sick from being upset by not doing very well on a test and kyo healed her with Soup or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Hattori gave her a mystery shot. <laughs> Wasn't that when we determined that he doesn't know that he's a doctor, and or he really yes. doesn't know how to be a doctor, <laughs> the night school doctor?
1: Yeah. My my theory is that it's a
0: B twelve shot. Yes, I think it's a good theory. <laughs> but I still stand by the theory that he needs to go to night school. Yeah, he, I um, do like Hatori, the night school doctor, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and also the night school lawyer, the gang yeah. lawyer, <laughs> our spin off <laughs> series. <laughs> recently, we've seen that Toru is extremely motivated to help all the Junishi kind of achieve their various goals and motivations by breaking the curse. That was what she resolved to do in the end of the last chapter we read. Mm-hmm. Any other things we can say about Toru's kind of motivations um, or anything? No, I mean,
1: that pretty much sums it up. A lot of her motivations uh, in the beginning of the series were kind of focused around uh, kind of meeting her mother's uh, goals mm-hmm. and like making her mother proud, essentially. And um, now we're starting to get some more like kind of outside motivations from that
0: mhm and we also saw her kind of like freak out about her mom
1: mhm
0: that was going on at the beach too
1: um, yeah so yeah i think yeah i think it's safe to say she had a lot of her identity kind of bound up in her mother mhm and it's she's starting to have some slight crises around that yeah i think so yeah yes okay
0: so the next character i want to talk about is Yuki so I wrote for his, my notes that I made, I said, i able to be able to feel his feelings. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what he said, but there's like a line that he says. that's like, I want to, you know, experience things without being overcome by my feelings or my emotions yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I think is a motivation of his is like, you know, to be able to hope for better things or hope for a better future. I feel like a lot of the things that happened recently with him kind of like against Akito. Akito is like, just don't be confused that there's no hope for you. And, yeah. and Yuki's like I don't think that's true so
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah also it seems like he's motivated since he's been motivated since like post true form times I think that he to try more things that make him uncomfortable and go outside mm-hmm. of his comfort zone as a part of this growth that he's having yeah. Experiencing.
1: yeah that's something he said like straight up is that he's trying to like when he's talking to Ayame about like uh mm-hmm. Taking on the student council responsibilities, and he says like he want, he's doing it because he doesn't want to or whatever yeah. he said
0: like yeah something like that essentially yeah <laughs> yes um, and then speaking of Yame, we saw that they have a motivation in common of wanting to create things that like don't exist without mm-hmm. them I don't think we've seen that so much recently that was kind of something that seemed to motivate him through the beginning of the series even though he didn't mm-hmm. really see it it's like if you look back his yeah. him wanting to have his garden and
1: yeah I think that was kind of like his like. Like, his thing to hold on to, like, mm-hmm. before he had much hope elsewhere, mm-hmm. was, like, because they talked about, like, having a thing that wouldn't exist without them, and so now he's he's becoming a more well-rounded human being, so I think he's <laughs> has to rely on that less, although I do think it's still something he cares about.
0: I think so. Yeah. I agree with you. But yeah. So those are kind of his... The motivations, at least, that I think we've seen so far, some mm-hmm. of his goals. Uh, we have Kyo, of course, who... Began the series crashing through Toru's bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> there was a... I just remembered that scene where the the tree breaks through the window and then they. she reminded him that he broke the ceiling <laughs> and as if he almost forgot it, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, but I think Kyo's motivation so far has been... It seems like at this point he's... Um, well, his motivation that we saw when he after the true form scenes is that he he told Shisho that he wanted to become you know like a better person, someone that Shisho can be proud of. I wrote "become mm-hmm. a stronger man" in my notes, yeah. but
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, to be someone that you know Shisho proud to call his son, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I have as motivation that recently also came up after his meeting with Akito is to just enjoy the time that he has until he's confined. He yeah. literally said that to, about Toru. He was thinking of that about Toru.
1: Yeah. So, and I think that's changed from like his motivation to like beat, beat Yuki, Yuki at the very beginning, which is, right. which again was kind of a desperation motivation, kind of like Yuki's <laughs> plants, yes, plant thing, like it's just like the one thing they have right now to hold on to, and but now they're becoming, you know real boys
0: um... (laughs) yes they're turning into fine young gentlemen yes yes (laughs) Yes. and yeah you're right this the motivation to beat yuki was very strong it was the only thing that was motivating him for a long time Mm -hmm. and the fact that he had to stay and like go to school and shit he was like not having it Mm -hmm. um and now he's just like i just want to like enjoy this time that i have until until that happens he's like resigned but set to enjoy his life until then he
1: even says like i don't care that much anymore like i don't think he would say that he's given up on his beat yuki goal no out loud but i think kind of in his heart he's kind of shifted that
0: (laughs) yeah i think so we i don't think we're gonna see them fight as much anymore
1: Mm -hmm. um based on they haven't been fighting much lately even the even the confrontations they have they're not like fighting confrontations like we had no the bit at the beach where Yuki's like, don't fuck this up. And he got mad, but, you know, they weren't because I'm me. mad like they used to be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I like how at the beach Yuki finally is like, he's manipulating Kyo into doing all these things instead of like yeah. fighting with him directly. It's pretty good. Yuki's his, his goal is to embrace his
1: inner asshole. He's yeah. done a great job. And yes. I'm very proud of him.
0: I'm very proud of him too. His favorite Yuki's coming up. Uh, next, I have Momiji. So mm-hmm. I put, Momiji doesn't, he said that he has a clear, he has a goal, but he doesn't think he'll be able to achieve it, we saw mm-hmm. during the beach arc. Yeah. I don't know if we've seen like any other, so some, so I have listed all the characters, some of them I feel like we haven't seen like a super strong motivation for them yeah. at this point, but I think Momiji's one of them, but we know that he has some kind of goal and that'll be hard for him to yeah. achieve, mm-hmm. he said.
1: Yeah, he's actually, he's a fairly private person. Yeah, turns Compared out. to some of the others. He's, we haven't seen a lot of his interior like life.
0: No, that's true. Other than talking about his his uh, time with his mother, right, mm-hmm. too, and his his father and sister, yeah. Toru. we haven't seen anything about him himself. He like yeah. his internal motivations yet. But we'll see. I think we'll see more growth from him to come because he has. He's been kind of a side character, and he's yeah. going to continue to be, which means unfortunately he doesn't get a lot of time in the spotlight. But
1: mm-hmm. Yay.
0: yeah. So yeah, Momiji, Kisa, I have next. Mm-hmm. I have. I wrote, become stronger and more courageous. I think it's like to be, I don't know. Yeah, be more courageous. There's some specific thing that she says when she's talking to Yuki in mm-hmm. in her debut chapters. I forget yeah. exactly what it is though. But also to be able to face her fears and be around mm-hmm. other people. Yeah, I think is kind of her motivation. Mm-hmm. I think she's also driven. We've seen her be kind of driven to be closer to Toru or like have this relationship with Toru. Mm-hmm. especially earlier like on in her kind of story arc and that caused a lot of issues with Hero being envious yeah. of or jealous mm-hmm. of that so
1: yeah it kind uh-huh. of seems like sort of in general she kind of wants to be more like like proactive about like the people who are close to her cuz she's mm-hmm. also been more like cuz she talked about how like she thought Hero hated her for a while mm-hmm. but like now that she knows it's so I'm sure she's been more like spending more time with Hero and obviously oh. spending time with Toru and stuff so mm-hmm
0: yeah for sure um and then of course when it comes to hero i think that his goal is to become a more empathetic person because of his relationship and his how the things that he did kind of impacted kisa yeah as we've seen um i think kisa doesn't know yet what happened but hero <laughs> knows that akito yeah. went after her after hero Hi- said that he loved her yeah to he wants to become a prince yes <laughs> that's someone that kisa can be proud to be with mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and we've seen him struggling with that, continuing to struggle with that at the beach arc. But mm-hmm. um, I think he's still grown a bit, though. Yeah. He like chilled out a bit. Mm-hmm. He was trying to be nice to Toru, except for all the times yeah. that he sassed about her mom. But yeah, although we, th- I think we decided that he wasn't trying to
1: specifically be sassy. He was just like, "Why do you always mm-hmm. talk about your mom all the time?" Yeah. He's just he's just a blunt person. Yes. So like even when he's not actually trying to be a little dick, he's he's, <laughs> he's just kind of a little dick. Yeah. He just doesn't really think everything through. He just says what's on his mind.
0: Hmm. So I think that's kind of his motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have Hazaru next. So we've seen so far Haru to be someone who's interested in taking care of other people. Like, he often mm-hmm. is the one who comes in and, like, helps. He's, like, the only one who Yuki will talk to about his feels at this point. Yeah. Like, his deep feelings. Other than
1: sort of, like, the yeah. cryptic things that he tells Toru. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been talk about him, like, trying to protect and care for people sometimes at, like, his own expense. So. hmm I think that may be
0: his motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, yeah, I think we can
1: say some of his motivation is to you know look out for Yuki.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, he doesn't seem to put his el- himself before other people though. Yeah, like he was also the one who came to find Kisa and mm-hmm. was active in trying to get her to go back to school and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: and like Yuki even points out that like he does stuff like that a lot. Like mm-hmm. Yuki's always like, "You worry wor- about other people. What about yeah, you? Worrying about everyone else." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think Yuki has a top spot in that, but he obviously, in general, just kind of tries to look out for everyone else.
0: I think so. Another character that we met, I'm going to skip around to this list a little bit, another character mm-hmm. we met, uh, so far as Ritsu, Soma, the mm-hmm. monkey, mm-hmm. and I think that Ritsu, Ritsu is trying to develop more confidence, Yeah. to eat his Sobo with confidence, the confidence of I I Yame, is yes. <laughs> his motivation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I think to be a person that his you know, his parents and other people can be proud of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like he's working through that. Yeah. We don't get to see a lot of Ritsu. That's just from those like two chapters that we saw him in. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Moving on to other <laughs> older members <laughs> of the Zodiac. We have like Hatori. I think Hattori... I, I think that we've seen so far that maybe his motivation is to protect the younger, like Junishi and Toru. Mm-hmm. And because the reason I think that is because he talked about it at the lake, I think. He's like, I just want to make sure that the same things that happen to us don't happen to them. Um, and then we often see him coming in and stepping in mm-hmm. to take care of them.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's starting to change a little bit, but I think up until pretty recently, his motivation has been, like, to not let others get hurt the way he was.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. Including himself again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think you're right. It's like even when he was, like, you know, first introduced and being kind of a dick, what he was trying to do was drive Toru away so she wouldn't get hurt. Yes. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And they were all scared of him, but he's a, (laughs) he's a kind person. (laughs) He Mm -hmm. patted Toru on the shoulder. We saw. Mayu cried for him. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, I think, I don't know that we've seen any other, and the other thing about him is like, it's not really his motivation, but he kind of like, (laughs) he's like, I'm not going to go against you to Shigure and all his Mm -hmm. machinations or whatever. So I wouldn't say it's a motivation, but I think he's definitely, he sees that things are happening. Um. Mm -hmm. but I think he's just like he's trying to hedge his bets like he just doesn't want bad things to happen
1: yeah it's like he I think he wants things to change but he's too afraid of himself and others getting hurt so yes he doesn't want to push things too much but if they're gonna happen he's not gonna stop yeah he's like I'm (laughs) cool with this but also don't fuck shit up (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) and then we met Ayame who I think his main motivation that we've seen so far is to develop a better relationship with Yuki Mm -hmm. He's very, like, driven by the guilt of, like, not being close to Mm -hmm. him as a child, not knowing, not caring about his
1: situation as a child. Yeah, Yeah, I think we can say his specific motivation is to forge a better relationship with Yuki, and a slightly more general version of that is to kind of make up for his, like, shitty behavior in his youth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're right.
0: We've seen a couple other things get alluded to. Yeah, because
1: he's talked about, he's referenced, like... His bad behavior in reference to things outside of Yuki. So. Yes,
0: I think in particular with Yuki we've seen, but yeah, other things too.
1: Yeah, his obvious his obvious one is focused on Yuki, but I think there's allusions to other things he's trying to make up for. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. And then then we have Shigure, who's who the fuck knows? Yeah, who the fuck I mean... knows?
0: My note my <laughs> notes is just... I know we're looking at the same thing. My notes just say question mark question mark question mark. Yeah, it's like he's definitely motivated to do something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he definitely has a goal. He's made allusions to having a goal and being willing to yes. do some questionable things to get that goal. But... Yeah.
0: To achieve it at the expense of everyone else involved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: question is what is
0: that goal? Yeah. We this don't know. There seems
1: to be some general idea of shaking things up, making things change. hmm. But. It's not yeah, very changing specific. Things,
0: changing things within the family, not just yeah. like in society or whatever. Yeah, not, yeah, he's not like a revolutionary, but um, um, yeah. And I guess related to that, there's also Rin. He's like,
1: like, "Do you hear the people sing?"
0: sing in the sun? <laughs> Such a
1: nerd. I mean,
0: <laughs> actually, I know the people like musical references, so
1: <laughs> as they should. Yeah, it's right. There, everyone is right. <laughs> it's good that they do because I got a million of them and I ain't stopping no
0: <laughs> this the musical train is not going to stop um, <laughs> but speaking of Shigure's mysterious motivations we learned that Rin feels like the only person she can depend on is Shigure like Shigure is her mm-hmm. only hope <laughs> or whatever she said to Hiro in the hospital and who knows Shigure, what the fuck Wankenobi. her
1: yeah basically
0: <laughs> yes couldn't make a, a Princess Leia joke fast enough <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> But yeah, she, so we saw her, she said that in the hospital, we saw her interacting with Shigure in like a sort of weirdly sexual way that one time. Um, Or perhaps off-puttingly sexual way that one time, not weird. She has some kind of motivation that seems to align with Shigure's and she thinks that Shigure can help her, but I don't know. And then she's skulking around the beach house, like, Mm -hmm. what was she doing there? We don't
1: know. Yeah, she's another clearly is motivated to do something but it's not clear what that is but yet. But
0: what was it? And also what happened to her? She just like faints somewhere in the woods on the yeah. beach and then... we haven't seen her since then. Who knows what happened. Yeah.
1: She just I still she's probably like still bleeding internally like...
0: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's there just like kicking the sandcastles down every night after they make them or something hiding yeah. in the woods.
1: So, I can't remember these I joke. It's like it's like they said all my bleeding was internal. That's where the blood's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that another Arrested Development joke?
1: Yeah, I think that one's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right, And then, so we have, so we had Rin, Rin and Shigari's mysterious motivations that seem to be intertwined. We also met uh, Kureno, who seems to be resigned to his fate with it Mm -hmm. to be, to remain within the Soho family forever, as Akito
1: wanted, at least. He says that he's the happiest of anyone, Mm -hmm. but that is a lie. We can see. Yeah, he's got he's got hints of wanting things other than what he has right now, but yeah. he's not really motivated to do anything about it at the moment. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Yes.
0: And then finally, I think we have. Um, I I didn't include in this list. I'm sorry. Uo and mm-hmm. Hana are great characters, but I don't really see them as having like strong mm-hmm. kind of motivations for the course of the story. Mm-hmm. We've seen how they interacted with other characters in the story, but for the things that are kind of
1: like coming. I don't see them as having some. I don't know. Yeah, they're fairly they're fairly static characters. Most of yes. the development has already happened. I mean, we've seen yeah, which doesn't make a bad character. No, they're great. They're wonderful characters. Yeah. I love them. But like,
0: I mean, we've seen that uh, Uo has this sort of non relationship with Kareno. Mm-hmm. I guess that may change things later. But I don't know about Hana. Hana
1: doesn't seem to have developed any other major connections at this point. Yeah, and I think I mean they both have kind of a. A motivation to protect Toru. Yeah, I think so. But but d-
0: other than that, I don't know that... Yeah. Nothing that's going to change the course of things in the story. Yeah. Um, I think. And then... Or, like, I don't know if we're going to see them develop more. That much mm-hmm. more. Um, yes. So then, fi- finally, of course, we have Akito. The... Mm-hmm. Who we know now is the quote-unquote god of the Zodiac story whose main desire seems to be to keep them isolated and keep the family together. Yeah. Keep things the same.
1: His motivation is to stop everyone else's motivation. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Nobody grow. Everybody stay the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. He
0: says, I wish they all were static characters. <laughs> like, I love Uo and Hana. <laughs> They're my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> so, I also wanted to... Any other things we can say about our characters so far? I don't... Um... I guess other characters that we've met would be, like, Kyoko. We've seen some... Kyoko's Toru's mother. We've seen some interactions with her and other characters. Mostly it's through Toru, yeah. which is kind of an interesting filter. But then sometimes, occasionally, we see her kind of interact with other people. We saw that Kyo has a connection to her, as I stated. Mm-hmm. And Uo
1: and Hana as well. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say she does not have any motivations right now. No, <laughs> I, would, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, the best jokes are death jokes, I mean... <laughs>
0: Yes. So they so It's coming. Might as well laugh at
1: it. It's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um there's also I mean, we met Toru's family. Their motivation seems to be to just like get rid of her, like yeah. keep her away from the family, which is mm-hmm. so harsh. Yeah. But yeah. Except for her grandpa, he's cool. He's he's pretty rad. Um and then oh we also met uh soma mm-hmm. I don't know that he has a strong his motivation is to protect Kyo from the confinement, yeah. I think we've seen. He basically like resolved to be like, "I will not let them confine Keo, like fuck all y'all, basically his goal is to be a good papa. <laughs> He's a good dad, he got Keo fireworks, yeah, and he taught him what trains are. <laughs> it's the best dad, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, we met some other yeah. characters, I think that's kind of the major ones, yeah, like we and we've we met, met all the zodiac,
1: yeah. We met Kakeru and Machi, but not enough to oh, right. really talk about them
0: yet. Did we even get their names yet? <laughs> I forget. Yeah, we We, we, their names we decided we called their names. Yeah, he met them... Oh, that's right. He went and talked to the them in the council room. before. okay.
1: Before the beach.
0: The beach. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, we didn't beach get, beach get their names in me. the anime,
1: but we did get their names in the manga. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the the beach... I mean, the beach. <laughs> the So we met... Yeah, we met Machi and Kakeru, the student council peeps. We don't know that much about them yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be interesting when mm-hmm. they come back. We're going back to school, so hopefully there's going to be more student council, but yeah, I don't remember what chapter comes next. It's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of everybody we met so far and their mm-hmm. sort of overall motivations that I think are going to kind of move us through the next part of the series. Yep. They've been established and changed a lot, like as you said, especially mm-hmm. with Kyo and Yukin Toru. Yeah. So. so one thing we said we wanted to do, to transition to another topic seamlessly, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that we we said at the beginning of the series we wanted to track themes and also we wanted to track kind of like the change of the curse, things that we learned about the curse over time. So I thought we could do a little recap of the curse, what we learned so far. They turn into animals and then they turn naked. Yeah, basically. <laughs> in a cloud of poof smoke. That is what we learned so far. That's mm-hmm. the first thing we learned about the curse. Um, we also noticed that there are the people who are cursed into also have some kind of like physical attributes that are related to their animal forms as well, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Some of them more than others. We also learned that the person possessed by the cat has a true form, quote unquote. Yeah. That is another like monstrous form that they turn into mm-hmm. that is controlled by controlled by the like bracelet that's rumored to have been created through like some kind of human sacrifice type situation that prevents them from changing into the true form. I think we learned a couple of other things on the way, like we learned about their, the families. So like, it's not really only the, the 13 and God that are the quote unquote God that are affected by the curse. Like obviously their families are also impacted, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like you know, one parent can't ever hold their child. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of, issues that come with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess we also, Moiji explicitly said that there's parents either like completely reject their children or become overly protective of them Mm -hmm. because of the the curse. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of family drama that stems from that. Yeah. (laughs) To say the least. Yeah. (laughs) And then most recently we learned that in addition to kind of like the animals of the Zodiac story, the curse includes this bond with a god figure that seems to have kind of, like, absolute control over them. Like, mm-hmm. the, the Junishi aren't able to... They aren't able to go against Akito's word because of the curse, it's implied. Mm-hmm. I guess we also learned that, like, uh, there are people like Hana. Hana can tell that there's something different about the Somas with her Dempa. Yeah. Something we learned about the curse early on, too. Um, oh, and then, of course, we... We also learned recently that Tori resolved to break the curse. There's something mm-hmm. about the something she has put together based on what Akito said and the way that they interact with Akito, the way that the she interact with Akito, that this bond and keeping things unchanging is something that's going to prevent them from achieving... They can't go... I guess like you know, if you if you unpack all of this, it's that the she aren't able to go against Akito. Akito wants everything to remain the same. And so they'll never be able to achieve any of their goals or their motivations that we just talked about. Yeah. And so toru is resolved to then go against that even at her own expense mm-hmm. <laughs> at the expense of her own safety probably yeah. it's kind of a big deal also to transition to another topic mm-hmm. <laughs> i think like the so one of the things we also said that we would kind of track through this is you know obviously like the themes or the ideas that are being communicated through ruba and i think a lot of that revolves around a lot of those things that we've seen revolve around directly or directly like impacted by the curse and the impacts that it, the yeah. curse has on the junishi um some of the themes that we've seen so far have been like i guess like the idea well i mean obviously a big one is trans- transformation mm-hmm. so we've seen people transforming into animals and also this kind of like transformation is the idea of transformation and growing up over time right mm-hmm. um and we've seen like the kind of it's played out often in, like, the curse, the story of the Zodiac itself transforming when different... in being interpreted in different ways and how that kind of, like, impacts the curse. Yeah. I think we've also seen throughout throughout the series, I we keep seeing these moments... We haven't seen one recently, but often we see these sort of ideas that maybe... I think that Takaya has are kind of translated through Kyoko's advice that Toru then tells people. So, like, when we look at chapters we see things like um, the importance of things like forgiveness and being accepted by others mm-hmm. as some major themes. Yeah. Creating meaningful bonds with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a this controlling one.
1: Yeah, I think there's a big theme of um, the importance of being accepted and loved by other people. Yes. Because, like, we have things where it's like like it's kind of like an explicitly stated one during like the Kisa chapter where they talk about like oh you have to love yourself before your other people can love you but it's like it's yeah. sometimes it's hard to love yourself unless other people or care about you and so mm-hmm. yeah her asshole teacher says yeah. that. <laughs> and also in Hana's
0: backstory too mm-hmm. Hana's brother is like, like he prays for someone to find to become yeah. friends with Hana to accept Hana for who yeah. she is
1: there's like a big yeah there's just general a general theme of like Sometimes you need someone else to see the good in you before you can see the good in yourself.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And that you need to be the people need to make efforts to be that person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, someone. If someone sees
1: the good in you, you should try to live up to that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's
1: true. Do you what characters do you think kind of like exemplify that? I mean there's obviously like Toru, but Yeah. And I mean we see that pretty strongly with Kyo, where he's mm-hmm. like one of his things he says, I wanna be someone who you know, Kazuma can be proud to call his son, and how he mm-hmm. like didn't want to be, didn't want to be associated with him in that role because he was ashamed of himself, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, like, obviously, being accepted by Toru helped him to kind of embrace that ability. Mm-hmm. And we have like Hiro saying like he wants to become that, you know, that prince that Toru said he can become for Kisa. And yeah, both in both of mm-hmm. those cases, Toru is the one who's like,
0: "You're already a prince," and he's like, "Nah." Or like, yeah. <laughs> Toru points out. Toru, like there's a really early time that we haven't talked about in a long time where Toru talks about there's a whole like uh, Onigiri metaphor where mm-hmm. yeah the like thing on your back you can't see it but other people can that's yeah. a <laughs> that people everyone has good traits they all think they're 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 not as good as other people see might see different yeah. things about them they don't see about themselves right
1: yeah yeah and that part also kind of shows like the the sort of like dark the like dark temptation of that whole like seeing the good in other people is like. Because we have the whole thing about, like, how Kyo and Yuki obviously see traits that they mm-hmm. value in themselves in each other, but because of their relationship, it just makes them, like, hate each other more. Basically.
0: hmm Yeah, like, they are like, I'll never be as good as that guy. Yeah. Even
1: recently, Yuki, in the beach, at the
0: end of the beach mm-hmm. arc, he was like, oh, so even Kyo thinks that he's a shitty guy yeah. sometimes or something. It's like, yeah, of course he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, That's called multiple times. That's, like, the third time mm-hmm. that I can think of offhand. And yeah. it's... And we... Um, you know, I think it's still unresolved. There, there's unresolved feelings between Yik and Kyo. They've gotten yeah. a lot more chill. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, I think they're more like I think internally they're kind of aware that a lot of their hatred stems from wanting to be like the other one in some way or another. But I don't think they would be able to external externalize that at this moment.
0: Yeah, I agree with mm-hmm. you. Well, I think I definitely think they're they're not ready to admit it to like each other for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're even. <laughs>
1: quite ready to admit to themselves i think yuki might be um yeah (laughs) but but for the most part like there's signs that they realize that those aspects of themselves and each other yes they're just not going to acknowledge it yet because they're not quite there (laughs) no there's still half the series to go i mean (laughs) yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think another really important uh theme that comes up a lot is like the importance of forgiveness we've seen it many many times Mm -hmm. i think so far like and, like, I don't know. And also forgiving yourself. So, yeah. things like, like, Uo trying to leave the gang and stuff and kind of feeling shitty. I try to remember who else
1: that mm-hmm. I'm saying this. That's another uh, good, couldn't see the good in herself until someone else. <laughs> example, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Well, example, example, everyone, everyone. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah. Um... I mean, it's a pretty strong <laughs> theme with everyone, but a couple of them, it's more, like, obvious.
0: <laughs> Even, like, uh even like Tora's the one who's often kind of like doling out this advice mm-hmm. but I love this scene where um Hana come when Hanna goes to school there she's like you don't want to be Hanna's like you don't want to be friends with me I'm a terrible person or whatever and Tora's mm-hmm. like you're right it might not be great being friends with me either and it was yeah. like yeah it would be even worse being friends with me <laughs> so good um I think them becoming friends and accepting each other helps them all to be yeah. better people which is great um, I think we have this, like, kind of, like, running theme of being invited to be in a group or not and being, like, part of a group or not and how that can mm-hmm. be impactful. Same with the gang. Like, the gang is a good example of that, too. Ooh was trying to find some kind of meaning in her life somewhere yeah. that she felt like she belonged. And she was like, this is where I belong, in the gutter with this gang, you know? Mm-hmm. But really what she wanted was to belong to more of, like, a family, to have, like, a yeah. family to connect with. Um, but see, So, yeah, so what really happened was that she was kind of She saw that that was possible with Toru and someone Uh that she, who she thought was kind of like a badass, (laughs) (laughs) turned out to not be that way. So, (laughs) well, she's still a badass, but Mm -hmm. turned out not to be the person that she thought. Yeah. And then, of course, like, I think like when someone who, of course, this applies to is Kyo. So every, every time we talk about it constantly, how he like refuses to sit with people and refuses to be invited. Even Mm -hmm. like Yuki had to. Yuki had to taunt him into sitting down with them yeah. recently, <laughs> like, at the beach, the very last scene. It's like, bro, mm-hmm. like, they want you to be with them. Like, yeah. but yeah, his his constant thing, treating himself like he's on the outside It's like, indoctrinated, kind yeah. of, like, he can't be a part of anything because mm-hmm. of the way he's been treated. Yeah. Um. And we often talk about, we talked about it a lot last time, this sort of, like, position of Akito on the outside versus the inside, mm-hmm. or, like, saying Toru's an outsider, saying people are outsiders. Yeah. Yeah, keeping people outside, outside, calling yeah. the house, calling the main house, physically dividing it as inside and outside, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. One thing that we haven't talked about recently that I feel like came up a lot before was this sort of like home and its relationship to self. Like we had Toro was always being like my home is my castle, yeah. my tent is my castle, and like being feeling like it was such an important thing to her to to be independent and be on her own. Mm-hmm. But maybe perhaps recently realizing that's not really the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the best way. I think we've phys- talked about like the physical locations before, but
1: Yeah, I know we've talked about like the like when she was going back to her family's house and then they took her back to the summer house and she had the whole like I'm home kind of thing like compared mm-hmm. to Yuki and Kyo too.
0: They yeah. went to the main house for mm-hmm. New Year's and then they ran or they were going to there and then they ran back and they yeah. back. and I think I mean also like Uo and we saw like especially actually more so in the anime I think we saw like Uo's kind of relationship. Like when she goes to the house, it's all like dark and yeah. awful. And then later we see her, like, kind of um, after her relationship with her father has kind of healed, later in the future, we see her, I don't know, in a more homey environment yeah. and it's brighter and everything. Mm-hmm. Like the actual physical location impacts yeah. her. We saw those like scenes where she's in Toru's house and there's like the kids yelling, like, like outside and the news on the TV and yeah. it like it's all quiet and there's like the sound of Toru like chopping up the vegetables and stuff. Mm hmm. Um, like those kind of domestic scenes and how yeah. she was like, this environment's bad for me. And it's like not so. It's really what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyo saying that the ha- house is like living in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> being in the warm water.
1: Yeah, I like those. Is like a like a sad kind of funny thing. Like these characters are so unused to feeling happy and comfortable that when they feel happy mm-hmm. and comfortable, it just they think it feels wrong. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> so ironic and sad. Yes. Yeah, it's funny how how similar Kyo and Uo are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like Uo is like Kyo five years from now (laughs) or something, you know, having been through shitty stuff and has moved on a bit.
1: Yeah. I feel like Uo like sees a kindred spirit in Kyo because she's always kind of (laughs) like, like she seems to enjoy like picking on him and spending time with him. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty charming. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, I feel like a really common image that we have is them that's used a lot to To talk about things and move things forward in the plot and demonstrate some of these themes is like people eating together. Mm -hmm. So we saw like the kids eating together at school. We had this whole like backstory while they were out at a restaurant. Um, Kyo often like doesn't sit with people or he Mm -hmm. has to he leaves halfway through a meal or something, which yeah, like when he sits down he tends to like face
1: away from the group and
0: stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then we recently had the soba. Like let's eat soba together. Yeah. <laughs> um. Scene that was kind of a like impromptu meal to have some sense of fellowship because they were all going through some like crazy shit. They were all like feeling really anxious about the future, yeah. and couldn't really talk about it another way. And so what they were able to do to kind of bond o- over that was to have a meal together. So mm-hmm. we see that often, and I think it's, I think it's on purpose. It's not. It's not just. It's a part of daily life, but it's also just a situation mm-hmm. where you can actually bring everyone together. And yeah see what's going on with all the characters so it's often a device that Takaya uses Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's a theme but
1: it's kind of kind of a symbol like like you can kind of tell like what's going on with the relationships by how the meal goes basically yeah basically Mm -hmm. it's a
0: temperature check for what's going on essentially i also have a another theme that i wrote down which is just it's better to be loved than feared Mm -hmm. i don't know how to describe it a different way but it's like
1: anti-machiavelli
0: yeah basically (laughs) The it's the contrast basically like I think that this kind of idea is represented by the contrast between Toru and Akito even mm-hmm. that we've seen so far especially in the beach uh, these last couple of chapters where everyone is like I want to hang out with Toru more and yeah. <laughs> you have Akito being like I'm in control of everything yeah and Toru's is like I want to help them so
1: yeah and Akito seems unable to like not conflate fear and love like
0: yeah because we that's have like the true. scene
1: when. He's like first greeting everyone at the beach house, and it's like, (laughs) "Hi, I love you all." And like, after we've seen them all, like, you know, sullenly go over there,
0: yeah, basically, (laughs) and talking about, and when he's
1: talking about Yuki, saying like, "Oh, Yuki's still afraid of me, so he'll come back to me." Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes, you're
0: right. That's a very, uh, it's a good strong marker of that Mm -hmm.
1: idea. I think change and relationships, like, are kind of the two big words for the series. So,
0: yeah, we did recently talk about how. There was, like, kind of a theme or an idea that, like, even, like, a chance meeting with someone can change a lot of things for you. hmm Like, Uo happening to meet Toru at school or, like, yo. Yeah. Even, like, Toru running into them in the woods, this is yeah. happening <laughs> to
1: tent camp in the woods, <laughs> has changed a lot of things. Yeah. Clearly, about her life. Yeah. And it's just kind of a big thing about, like, the impact other people have on your life. And that can be, like, a fleeting meeting or, you know, a big, huge relationship, so. mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I guess one that we haven't talked about yet is kind of like, uh, well, like, I guess Ritsu said that they want to find a reason for living. I feel like that's something that kind of comes up a lot.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, we talked about all the characters' motivations, but I feel like that's kind of, I don't know, maybe not a theme, but also an idea that's that's sort of recurring. Yeah. Which is also exemplified by a Kyoko wisdom drop. Mm -hmm. And Toru talking about her reason for living. Sometimes that reason can change. Yeah. Which I think we're seeing, but... On a sort of related note to this, to themes, I guess, one of my favorite Kyoko wisdom drops is the, like, it feels like crap, but it'll help you grow. <laughs> I feel like that is kind of, like, an idea that's represented a lot, where it's, yeah. like, you know, pain is essential to moving forward in life. The one key thing, oh, we haven't talked about it yet, is the, like, uh, yeah, hurting people and being hurt by them helps oh, you yeah. grow. <laughs> that's, yeah, we talked about that in a while, but that's, like, a theme that's set up from the beginning I think is true throughout the whole series. Like, every almost everything that kind of... <laughs> That happens sort of relates to that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, being helped by other people or yeah, learning from the ways that you hurt other people is important mm-hmm. to helping you grow.
1: Yeah. And that's just like, that's just part of being a human being and living in the world. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. People who don't live in the real world, like a keto, for example, yeah. don't understand that. It's interesting yeah. you say that, it's a good point that you say that keto conflates <laughs> love and fear <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to like people who, you know, have other other maybe real world experience it seems like aikido is pretty sheltered we can yeah. see from the things that have happened so far and others who have more yeah. experience i think don't think like that mm-hmm. all right <laughs> <laughs> those are all the, the kind of like big things i want to talk about so far i think that we've seen yeah yeah as our i guess as our recap before we go to questions <laughs> i think we're gonna see some big things coming obviously like this is set up basically the point up to now is that we've set up the curse and then set up That Toru is determined now to try to break the curse. Yeah. I think we're gonna see everything sort of fall out from there, which will Mm -hmm. be very interesting.
1: Yep. Times they are changing. Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are you ready to do some questions? So ready. Okay. (laughs) I'm
0: really excited. This is like super exciting. Thank you all for sending questions. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of um we got a lot of questions from like a handful of people, but it was a lot of questions. So excited. So basically, like, I organized them into into light topics. So there's kind of, like, the order is that we're going to talk about the manga. There's some questions about the anime. There's a couple of questions about us and then sort of about podcasting. And then we do have some, like I said, we have some spoiler questions, so we'll serve those for the spoiler discussion later.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And um, some people ask similar questions and some people ask multi-part questions. So, yes, yeah, some might be kind of combined. We'll mention, you know, all the names, though. Yeah, we and were. some might be split up into different sections. So yeah, I definitely
0: split. Some people would be like, "And what do you think about this? And what do you think about that?" And I was yeah. like, "I think these are three different questions, so yeah. I'm just gonna split them up." <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, they have been attributed. Yeah. So okay, so All right. Question number one, I guess, kind of asked by two <laughs> different people. Just kind of, what started us into Fruba? How did we get into Fruba? And these were both kind of asked by Death Small Caps and Steven Universe, both on Tumblr. <laughs>
0: Did I ever mention, I know I've told you, but I don't think I've ever mentioned on the podcast that one thing that I really enjoy about watching the the Tumblr and stuff is everyone's usernames. They make me really
1: happy. I'm like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Yeah. there's some quality usernames out there, so congrats. Congrats to
0: everyone, yes. (laughs) Uh, So I can go first, I guess, answer first. Mm -hmm. So so, um, back in the day, probably around, there's a later question about when we met, probably around when we met, I started Mm -hmm. getting into anime. I was in like middle school. And I was mentioning to some people at school that I liked some kind of, some anime. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember all the context of the conversation, but I remember who it was with. And this person suggested, she's like, well, if you like whatever, then you'll probably like this thing called Fruits Basket. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I just want to read everything right now and watch everything. And I remember that she also loaned me like a bootleg (laughs) of the anime with like shitty subtitles. (laughs) And I remember watching that a bit later um that was pretty great (laughs) uh but yeah so that person so recommended it started reading it got really into it that was in i don't know like the early 2000s so it probably been coming out Mm -hmm. for a couple of years probably just started getting released in north america Mm -hmm. and i don't know i just it was a great series it was compelling um i think it was relatable in the time probably that we read it the
1: first time too Mm because we were kind of in middle school high school yeah yeah i can't Um, remember exactly i'm almost certain i borrowed it from you <laughs> That's probably I true. Re- I can't remember if it was the anime or the manga first. But... I don't know. It was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It had to have been like two thousand two, two thousand three. So something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. I was definitely I know, the, in the anime school. was out in the U.S. and I think the manga had like just started to come out.
0: Probably. Mm-hmm. As I said before, I got a bootleg version of it. So... Yeah. or like
1: I borrowed a bootleg version of it first, which mm-hmm. is really funny. Yeah, I remember um... you making jokes about how like. They called like Hana, fish and flower. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah,
0: they called Kyo Cap for some reason. It was pretty great. So we made yeah. jokes about that sometimes. So my sister and I watched it together and we make jokes about that a lot. But mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was a good time. This is what we had to deal with in the days before simulcast. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was a good time. And then this other part of this question was like, what did you guys think of it then? How have your feelings changed about it from what you remember the first time? Yeah, well,
1: I do think I saw it more of as as more of a comedy back then, like when we starting it. <laughs> Like, it was like, yeah. oh, this is a cute, funny series to get into. For sure. And... Well, the anime makes it seem like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> the original anime. <laughs> but, like, as, uh, like, it kind of got darker as we got older. Like, it was kind of, you know, mm-hmm. just by the nature of when we got into it as it was coming out. So, it kind of felt like a series that grew up with us, I think. Yeah, kind of like Harry Potter or something like that. Yeah. Um...
0: Yeah, it does...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't remember... It... I don't know when the turning point was that I felt like it wasn't really a comedy because it's so subtle it gets into even though you see like the stuff with the Tory and like chap- the second volume i feel like it doesn't mm-hmm. really hit you until later especially the first time you read it you're like oh yeah. this is fucking
1: serious yeah because so i feel like um, especially because we were out, young too yeah that too um and i feel like when you first start out those chapters seem like the anomalies like mm-hmm. oh this is a serious chapter yeah, um, But then, like, yeah. you know, the whole thing is pretty serious. Yeah. <laughs> so. Once you get to
0: the beach track, you're like, this is, we're in it, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, uh, I don't remember how strongly I felt about it then. I mean, I know I really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. And I was super into it by the time, like, I remember when the, <laughs> there's a specific thing that happens. I can't say it because it's a spoiler, but mm-hmm. I remember when some of the chapters actually were released and we, by the time we were in high school. Mm-hmm. And like seeing them live and being like, I want to read this so badly,
1: and I can't. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. that. By then, I knew that it was serious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember kind of. I think I sort of fell away from it a little bit, like, mm-hmm. uh, like probably like when I caught up to the English release in like manga chapters. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing like some stuff in scanlations. Like I remember seeing the the scene in uh, when they visit Shisho's house when they're oh, like yeah. standing, by hands the, touching like, the stain on the wall with their hands <laughs> touching. And everyone's like, Ooh. yeah. Hands. Um, yeah, but I remember kind of like I wasn't really reading it at that time. I mm-hmm. would see the occasional scanlation, and then like when it started to get toward the end, I was like, I was like, oh, this is getting real. I got to get back into this. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think one thing that I guess changed is like the probably the first time I read it, I was really more into the like romance rather than the psychological. Yeah. Aspects of everything. I was a killer shipper from the beginning. And as we can see now, the relationship is really developing. So I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! This mm-hmm. is so great!" I remember that feeling like that a lot, uh, which is probably also a byproduct of being in middle school, high school. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but then, like, I remember I've had—I mean, I've had these sitting on my bookcase forever. I think I brought even when I went to like college and moved, like you know, a very small amount of my things. I was like, I still have to bring Furuba with me, just mm-hmm. because, and some other manga too, but specifically Furuba. And I and like I remember rereading parts of this later that are, that touch, every time I reread it, something touches me in a different way emotionally. Mm-hmm. I feel like this time the abuse is really getting to me out of all the things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually, like all the stuff that Keto does, now that we really, I don't, because like when you read it yourself, you can kind of like skim through and be like, yeah, the shit's happening. As mm-hmm. And you can kind of, you can like choose your own adventure when you read something almost. Yeah. And now that we have to, I feel like we really need to talk about these
1: things. I feel like it, that's the thing that's touching yeah. me the most emotionally this time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think something that's definitely changed for me is uh, going from reading it, like I said, it was like 2002, 2003, we were like young we were teenagers kids. when we first mm-hmm. started reading this, like younger than the main characters. Yes. Um, and now we're adults, like we're like almost 30. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like looking at it now, I'm like, like I think at the time it's like you just read these series, you're like, oh, these characters and they're going through stuff and they're like me and stuff. Yeah. But now you're looking at it, you're like, these are children yeah like, <laughs> yes like these are these Even are like young teenagers going through this shit with all these awful adults in their lives and you're like this this is awful like
0: <laughs> i know i mean fortunately we're in a situation where we haven't had to deal with those things in our lives yeah. um which says a lot about us i think and the kind of like privilege that we have yeah. probably <laughs> but it's Yeah, you look back and you're like, oh my god, like, I don't, none Mm -hmm. of the things, that's why I feel like the, the, like, the familial abuse and stuff really touches me
1: this time because as a child, I was like, oh, whatever, like, this is a story, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. But now you're looking back at it
1: and you're like, like, thinking of yourself at that age and you're like, god, I would not go, if I had to go through that, like... How does she? How does Toru function without a mother? Like, yeah. we'll never
0: know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. It's crazy. And like, just mm-hmm. being like, I just have to deal with this. I just have to like deal with this family. Mm-hmm. Her whole fam. No, none of her family. Uh, like, it's crazy how her family doesn't give a shit about her. Mm-hmm. To me, like, uh, anyway. But yeah, it's so. I feel like every time to answer your question directly, Steven Universe. Um, <laughs> I feel like the <laughs> every time different parts of the story. Every time I read it without fail, there's a different thing that stands out to me because of something that I've experienced in my life that now I connect with it more in a different way. Yeah. I think that's the thing that changes the most. My opinion is still the same, which is that it's a great series and I think mm-hmm. you can connect with it in a lot of ways. But that's what's changed. Yeah. sure.
1: <laughs> On a deep note. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right. All right. Let's see, next question from on Fire Geek on Tumblr <laughs> says, for your mid-series recap, I'd love to see you guys talk about what surprised you about Fruits Basket, especially since you both had read it before. All right. A similar question, but, like, not mm-hmm. exactly the same. Kind what changes? Similar. Yeah, It's similar, but I think
0: what surprised me this time the most, well, the abuse does surprise me, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, see when Meiji get punched in the face last time. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I can't, I can't yeah. even. Again. <laughs> Child. Child. Well, she, yeah, who punches a, like, 15-year-old? It's yeah. mind-blowing. And, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're saying that, like, that doesn't happen in real life, but it does. Yeah. I mean, it's sad, unfortunately, it does happen mm-hmm. all the time. It's depressing. But, yeah, I think I think that some of that surprises me. I think, like, the scariness that uh, Takaya is able to convey with the way that she draws Akito and Shigure, mm-hmm. but especially Akito, is really impressive. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like the emotion, we again, like now, so now that we have to, now that we're, as we go through this, I have to report to you what happened every time. <laughs> and, and we joke about it a lot about describing people's expressions, but it's very challenging. They're all yeah. very mixed and they're very real. Like you can, you know what the character's feeling, but it's so hard to verbalize sometimes. Yeah. I think that that surprises me just because it's like you don't think about it, you experience it at an emotional level, not a logical yeah. level. And it's very impressive. I'm impressed by the way that Takai is able to convey emotion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you're yeah. talking about, like, the abuse Abuse surprising you I think, like, yeah, I think what surprised me now is the Kind of the realism of the abuse Because I think when yes. you're reading it as a kid You're just like, oh, this is, you know, awful things happening to fictional characters But, yeah, you know, but when you look at it now You're like, this is, like Some of it is fairly realistic portrayal Of the psychological effects of, like Physical and emotional abuse From, yeah. you know, trusted family members And stuff like that and so For sure Mm-hmm I think also kind of related to that, what surprised me, since I was saying I kind of fell off for a bit, so I kind of read it for a while, then sort of fell off for a bit, and then kind of finished it up, and, like, between then and now, I've kind of reread bits and pieces, but this is the first Mm -hmm. time I'm really reading it straight through again. Yeah, same. Like, all the way through. And so I've been kind of surprised by how much is set up, how early on. Yes. And, like, including stuff like the, the family dynamics and... The deeper, darker stuff that gets more deeply explored later on in the series, (laughs) but it's all a lot of it is set up really early on. And like I've been reading chapters and going, like, oh wow, this part gets mentioned all the way back here.
0: Yeah, I think we were talking about how the hat got mentioned at the very beginning of the story. When I was (laughs) listening to that first episode, we were like, oh shit! Like, you forget, like you remember everything that happens, but forget
1: every single little thing. Mm -hmm. Like you remember, like oh, the hat reveal happened later on in the series, but you don't remember how much that was foreshadowed really early on and stuff
0: i'm trying to think there's other things that were surprising i think also one thing that uh, constantly surprises me is like yuki's development and that's mm-hmm. probably because there's a question that's coming up about characters like your favorites and whatever but yeah. <laughs> um yuki as the first time i read it yuki wasn't really one of my favorites so i didn't pay that mm-hmm. much attention i mean you i kind of i remember thinking like wow he's really different than he used to be like now i kind of like him the first time yeah. i read it and really not liking him at the beginning and now it's like because we're tracking it so closely I see him changing mm-hmm. I'm like wow good for you Yuki like even like you know several chapters before I probably realized it the first time yeah I feel like I'm surprised by how much he changes so quickly as opposed to
1: other characters mm-hmm. yeah I think kind of the depth of various characters in general is another thing that's surprising when you like read it all at once knowing where mm-hmm. it's going and everything yes yeah 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 mm-hmm.
0: for sure So yeah, so, okay, related, on a related note, next question, Mm -hmm. which came from a couple of people, again, like a couple of people asked us, so like, um, so Steven Universe also asked, uh, what are your fave characters and who were your faves when you first read the series? Yeah, let's answer that first. So what, (laughs) who are your fave characters now and who were your faves when you first read the series?
1: Um, I think right now it's kind of a three-way tie between Momiji, Ayame, and Kakiru. Okay. Those are good kind choices. of my favorites. Um, some of that I can't really talk about why. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. But those are kind of my three favorites <laughs> nowadays. Um, with special mention also for uh, Hatori and Yuki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not my fave faves, but I like them a lot. Yes. And that's very different from the first time I read it, where I'm pretty sure my favorite was Kyo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I still like Kyo a lot. He's still a very good character. He's great. I still enjoy him a lot. Um, but yeah, it's definitely... That's definitely changed a lot. Like, the same as you. I didn't like Yuki very much when I first was reading the series. Mm -hmm. Um, But he has, uh, yeah, just such tremendous growth across the series that I'm like, I remember the first time I was reading, like, the later chapters, I was like, I'm so proud of him. Like, (laughs) it wasn't even really that I, like, liked him that much at the time. I was just like, wow, he's, like, grown so much and come so far. I'm kind of proud of him. But, like, now, like, reading it back, like, even in those early days, like, knowing what his, like, inner turmoil is and where he's going mm-hmm. and everything, I'm like, oh, Yuki, like, even in the early yeah. chapters where I didn't care for him that much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree with you. They're mm-hmm. all good choices. Yeah. First of all, there's no characters in Furuba that are bad choices, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, some people are like, I hate Akito, and some people are like, I love Akito. Like, yeah, yeah, good reasons for both. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah. I like Akito a lot, too, as a character. Um, Akito's a good character. <laughs> yeah. Not a good theoretical person, but a good no. Character. <laughs> Same with Shigure. I like yeah. Shigurei a lot as a character, also, but not a good person. Yes, um, I enjoy Shigure's presence. He creeps me out. It's still kind of yeah, yeah. There, I don't know. I'm uh, I I can't say that I I I don't know that I enjoy I enjoy reading it. Their interactions for like the drama, mm-hmm. but they still f- kind of freak me out. So that's yeah. fine. <laughs> that's why we read things. This is for the experience of being yeah. freaked out, right? Point of Um, art is
1: to evoke emotion. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's happening. (laughs) I would say probably my favorite characters the first in the first pass was probably also Kyo. Um Mm -hmm. I always liked Kyo. And I like Machi. I like Machi, remember liking Machi Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the series? Or like reading it the first time. Um, i trying to think of who else. Like, basically them, and I, I've i always, I think that I always liked Toru,
1: but I think mm-hmm. I like Toru even more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, special shout out for Toru, I've always liked Toru. Like, I've always I know, liked Toru. I think that's a common character that people didn't like
0: yeah, and originally I and why. She's like great more character. now, but yeah,
1: I've always liked Toru.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that's going to get rehashed again with the anime and stuff, too. Um, <laughs> Probably. are
1: like, oh, she's so perfect and whatever, but she's not. Like, we see mm-hmm. it. It's happening now. Um, yeah. Even early on. Like, I think that, I do think the first anime had some impact on that but like because even in the early chapters in the manga you can see Toru's like flaws and insecurities mm-hmm. and I think there's characters that really pick up on that like Kyo mm-hmm. I mean so it gets
0: it gets exposed relatively early how what her kind of like true nature really is I mean she is capable of of you know feeling compassion for a lot of people and whatever mm-hmm. which I think I guess would be the main uh, like the the trait that underlies the complaint that she's so perfect or something mm-hmm. but um, But yeah, I've always liked Toru. Um, yeah. And she's one of my favorites still. I think mm-hmm. I have a deeper appreciation for a lot more characters than I used to. Like ooh and Hana, I always felt like they were kind of sidey characters. But I loved when we got to reread through their backstories. I thought it was a really interesting time in the series. I think Shisho is one of my favorite characters as well. Mm-hmm. Because he's just such a also i guess like the reason they're my favorites is because they're things that i kind of wish i feel like i had and it's hard to to be like them like someone who's so um compassionate and caring that they can like take in another person or open themselves up to other people or be more whatever and then rin is one of my favorites for the opposite reason because Mm -hmm. i feel like i identify with her her like behavior and her struggles that are the opposite of those things where it's like she Mm -hmm. doesn't want people to be close to her because she feels like people are better off without being close to her or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I liked Rin before, but I also feel like I identify with her strongly now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, also a special shout out to Hitori. He's one of my favorites, too. Mm-hmm. I wish there was more scenes with him. Yeah. And Mayuko, too. Another character who I like. Yeah. Who doesn't get a lot of attention, but yeah. I think those. that's a good summary of favorites without just going to being like, I like this person a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bouncing off of that question, have your impressions of any characters changed since the first time you read the series how and why that was beautiful physical siren who also Mm -hmm. has an a plus tumblr (laughs) name and also what character surprised you the most which
1: is also on fire geek
0: Mm -hmm. i think those kind of questions are related so
1: yeah yeah i mean i talked about a little bit but yuki probably is the one that had the most change in opinion yeah from like the first time i read it to nowadays but I'd, I'd say my opinions on all of them kind of changed a little bit, just, like, having a deeper understanding of, like, who they are. Like, I mentioned, like, Ayame as being one of my favorites. I always liked him, but I think when the first time I read it, I was just like, oh, he's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and nowadays, like, he's still funny, but I think, like, yes. like I really, like, I admire the way he's, like, very aware of his own flaws, even if mm-hmm. he can't always, like, manage them. Like, yeah. and things like that, like, you just get, there's a deeper understanding of, a lot of these characters that you get from reading the series all the way through mm-hmm. and like it deeply thinking about it each time, mm-hmm. every two yeah.
0: chapters or something rather than just mm-hmm. experiencing it. Yeah.
1: Which character surprised you the most? it um, <laughs> would be cheating to say Akito. <laughs> <laughs> you mean because of the abuse or because spoilers? <laughs> Cause of lots of spoilers. Um okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but including stuff we just now like covered, like the whole okay. God reveal and stuff and Yeah. I think just the the transition from Akito just being like this all powerful, untouchable figure of fear off to the side that kinda everyone was living in the shadow of, to like we're starting to see becoming more of a flawed and insecure character. Mm-hmm. Like, They're kind of like Toru. <laughs> the inverse of Toru.
0: Yes. <laughs> this hardened shell of of mm-hmm. fear and and yeah, scariness but also for spoilers. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> like we're gonna have to remember some of these for spoilers because I categorized them as non-spoilers. Yeah. So like, we can talk about who surprised you the most so far. But yeah, yeah. Um,
1: um, but yeah, yeah, even I think just from from early days of the series to like where we've gotten so far, I think that a lot surprised me about Akito.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I have to agree with you. So in terms of like, okay, so have your impressions of any characters changed it's the first time you read the f- red fruit basket how and why and also which characters surprised you the most so yeah like we talked about i agree with you yuki wasn't the first time i read it i was like not into it and i didn't understand why people liked him and then I, mm-hmm. at some point i was like he's great i don't know why i never didn't like him like mm-hmm. why i never you know didn't um understand what he was doing in the story or whatever yeah. I think, again, I think, like, in terms of impression, I feel like generally it's the same, but I feel like I empathize with a lot of characters more deeply. Like, we talked about, like, I wasn't a huge fan of Ayame. I, th- I mean, I also thought he was funny, but mm-hmm. but um, I feel like I empathize with his struggle a bit more as an adult, having made more <laughs> more mistakes and, like, mm-hmm. maybe hurt more people and stuff than as a teenager, feeling more empathetic yeah. about other people, I feel like. I empathize with his struggle a bit more, and I do think I also agree with you that Akito surprised me the most in terms of just how scary Akito is. Like, there's something about the way,
1: uh, I think Takai does a good job of making Akito be scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. like despite all the like you know supernatural curse stuff, Akito's frightening in a very real way. Yeah, for like, sure. Like there are people like Akito in the world. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. I'm trying to remember this. I'm trying to think there's anybody else who
0: surprised me. I mean. Like I feel like Haru, I remember him the same, um, mm-hmm. like in Momiji, Kisa, and Hiro. Like their kind of stories yeah. are, I feel like, are pretty straightforward. Um, mm-hmm. oh, I think like <laughs> not necessarily Momiji, but the, his his story of his mother also really um, it got I feel like made an impression on me this time as well. Especially when we saw it in the anime when she actually yeah. like, stabbed herself, which was crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's in some of the like, parent stuff too. Where like I always liked Momiji, but now I like really like. <laughs> admire his fortitude and yes, and his attitude in the face of everything and stuff. And
0: yeah. He's a great character. Like, j-
1: just how he manages to stay such a like genuinely kind and loving person despite all the shit he's gone through. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> continues to go through. Yes. He, just punched, he just got punched in the face by Aikido. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> by the someone who's supposed to love him more than anyone else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah
1: So he just got punched in the face by god yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes it's
0: true (laughs) yeah i think oh another person who's another character who's i uh also kind of surprised her impression changed a lot was uo because the first time i read this i was like yeah whatever she was in a gang whatever like and it was kind of a just a peripheral thing Mm -hmm. in my enjoyment of the developing relationship between kyo and toru but like (laughs) This time we were like, "Shit, she's like 11 in a gang." Yeah, it's like, another children fuck? thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was a little crazy to me this time. Yeah,
1: I also just thought of um, we haven't gotten into it in the series, so I can't talk too much about it. But I think Kyoko surprised me a lot too. Yeah, getting more into her as a character and her backstory, like yes. compared to just the you know the knowledge drops early on. And-
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Kyoko's
0: a really interesting character. Yeah. That was one. I can't say this time that changed for me, but definitely reading reading yeah, about her story so again like as an adult changed to that her, for me. Yeah.
1: yeah, for sure. All right, next question. You're alrighty. Up. Uh, it's another one from On Fire Geek. It says, "How does Furuba hold up in a 2019 world since it was written in the late 90s and early 2000s?" Yeah, and then I guess we'll start with that one, and then I'll add in the. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I don't know if that's related. Anyway, yeah, there's... Mm -hmm. Yes, On Fire Geek sent us a couple questions. They were kind of, like, combined. So, I and I split them because I thought they could be conceptually separate. Anyway, it's Mm -hmm. fine. But, so, yes, how does Faruba hold up in a 2018 world? I think that some of... I think that basically all the themes from Faruba are just a constant themes of humanity and, like, they'll Mm -hmm. always be relevant. There's, like, minor... We talked about, like, some, you know, like, the portrayal of characters like Ritsu and we mm-hmm. talked about how there's a, one criticism of Fruits Basket is that it has all these like wonderful and amazing relationships, no homosexual ones, like no mm-hmm. everybody ends up in these kind of like um like, I don't know. We we haven't seen anybody end up in any kind of like relationships that are not just straight up heterosexual relationships. Yeah. And that's a that's a critique that's valid. Um mm-hmm. there's no I don't know. Yeah, there's very little like diversity in certain senses in the story, but I think that the themes and the ideas that are communicated mm-hmm. are still going to be they're as relevant as they were in the '90s, and they're just going to be relevant 20 years from now. Right?
1: Yeah, that's kind of my
0: feeling about yeah. the series.
1: Yeah, I think the the storytelling, the themes, the emotional beats, those all hit as hard as they did the first time. Like, yeah, are you know still pretty pitch perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's more just kind of. A couple of little details have changed, and I think we've even seen a little, like, tweaking to the new anime compared... Yeah, we did. Like, with the, cu- the couple changes to, like, the Ritsu stuff in the new anime compared to the manga. And mm-hmm. I don't think it was, like, offensive. No. It was just of its time. Yeah. Like, I think of for the 90s, it was a fairly, you know, sympathetic and, you know, forward-thinking portrayal of someone like Ritsu. I'm trying to think of how to words yeah someone who cross dresses like yeah, someone with a like more complex gender identity yes was commonly portrayed at the time yeah for sure mm-hmm.
0: it's not like like i think of other shows like things from the 90s and like take like friends like if you ever watched mm-hmm. friends again and i don't even know probably half our mm-hmm. audience has never seen friends, except for <laughs> friends but there's a lot of like gay jokes and just really mm-hmm. really off-color jokes it's like you don't have no like you, this never had to be funny like yeah and it's that kind of stuff is really upsetting and i don't mm-hmm. think we see that i do think like there was some harsh a little bit of harsh treatment of ritsu for example yeah. but
1: yeah but not, like, he's still, i don't know he's still treated as a a likable sympathetic character yes who's you know plight you're meant to feel for and it's not and like his uh his cross-dressing and stuff isn't really treated as like the core of his issues it's his own insecurity yeah yeah yes for sure and um yeah, but I do think the some of the changes that were made in the new anime were- that made it less of a, you cross-dress because you're insecure and more of it, and you'll stop cross-dressing once you're over it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. hmm I think or, that was good. you know, it was a good change to de-emphasize that part of it. I agree with you.
0: hmm So that's kind of my- that's my opinion about that.
1: Yeah. I guess following up- so this was all
0: part of the same question, but I did split them, so following mm-hmm. up on that- on Fire Geek also asked, I assume that you would recommend people read Faruba. Are there any caveats or things to keep in mind that you would suggest before complete newbies dive
1: in? Um, I mean, I guess I would just suggest people be aware of the themes of the story. Like, it touches on a lot of dark stuff. Yes. And so, like, you need to be aware of like, what you're getting into if you can handle that kind of stuff. And, yeah. And, you know, at the at the time. Because yeah, it's dark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have I don't have any kind of, like, PTSD or anything I would call, like, an actual trigger, but even for me, there's, like, some days where I'm like, I'm not up to reading this.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Like, yeah. There's,
0: yeah, this is from a time before trigger warnings, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good caveat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's dark stuff in there, and mm-hmm. we talked about that at the beginning. That's something that I was hoping, because, like, we talked about it before, how the original anime, mm-hmm. especially people who watched the original anime were like, I love how charming and funny these, like, people transforming mm-hmm. into animals is,
1: and it's great yeah um but yeah there's lots of you know there's lots of themes of abuse there's themes of like suicide and yeah things like that and it's i think they're all handled pretty well mm-hmm. uh, pretty sensitively um but you know just kind of <laughs> be aware of <laughs> what the series entails yes yeah
0: <laughs> i mean it's the same as any other thing like, read with caution if something like bothers yeah. you don't read it that's how it goes mm-hmm. but like i don't recommend the series to people I, I recommended the series to people who are like i like dark things I'm like well you should read this series about people that transform mm-hmm. into animals and they're like what <laughs> yeah um but yeah i don't know it's definitely things there's people who have been at like a point in their life where like wouldn't recommend it to someone because of certain things right so yeah yeah and i think yeah i think things to keep in mind are like it's not about this isn't a story about people turning into animals this is a story about people who are purposefully isolated mm-hmm. and sheltered from society on purpose and yeah. how that has psychologically affected them and their ability mm-hmm. to, you know, be fully self actualized. Like that's yeah. what the story is about. So yeah, if you're down with that, you should read it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an extremely psychological story. It's yeah. not just a supernatural fun yeah. little romp or anything. I
0: think all like character focused stories are mm-hmm. like that's how it is. So if you like that kind of thing, then yes. Yeah. Um I think the keep thing to keep in mind other
1: than like so there's there's some contextual things from the like
0: nineties or early two thousands yeah, or whatever. It, but
1: yeah, another thing to keep in mind it was written in the late <laughs> early. 2000s, so.
0: <laughs> so things are gonna end up a certain way. But like mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I mean I think the caveat is just approach it with an open mind and, and be and like the thing that you're looking for when you read any story is like what is the message, not like what is mm-hmm. the you know, the thing that's happening, the yeah. like the explicit things that are happening like what is Mm -hmm. this story and I think like there's a lot of great messages to be learned from Fruits Basket I think that is a great thing it's a
1: very I think it's a very positive series overall
0: I'm glad that I read it as a you know teen mm -hmm. because I feel like I have a it gave me a perspective on
1: life that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't read it actually probably yeah like there's lots of like darkness and themes of abuse and everything but there's a lot of themes of recovery and forgiveness and moving forward and Mm -hmm.
0: and deciding if you're going to be forgiving people or not yeah how
1: you're going to live your being in control of your own life mm-hmm. and how important that is. Yeah. And there being like a future after abuse and everything. Yes.
0: So in that case, yes, the caveat
1: is it's a great series. <laughs> you should read it, but it is dark, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> yep. As with everything, do your research.
0: Yeah. Do your, yeah. Mm-hmm. Read an article. Ask someone who read it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So on fire geek also asked favorite motif from the series. Feathers. <laughs> <laughs> yes a good one I mean, <laughs> is motif like a thing or like like a small thing or like a uh, theme isn't motif technically a musical term i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i guess so <laughs> if i had to pick if, if, if feathers are truly your answer <laughs> i would say the very foolish traveler is mine because um, mm-hmm. it's recurrent multiple times in the series we talked about even so far and it highlights I think an important theme which is uh, mm-hmm. and it exemplifies multiple themes one of them is like you know that other people are going to have a different perspective than you and things they value are, are going to be different right? Yeah. I guess that's a the theme a message of the series perhaps mm-hmm. and then also it's constantly uses this like what's important to you like this reference like kind of um, I don't know Kyo thinks of it we just saw when he kind of admits it to himself his feelings for Toru and stuff like that and yeah so I think that's a good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think if we uh, stretch motif to mean like little theme or whatever also, yeah. I think my favorite is the idea of hurting and getting hurt by people by living out in the world as a yeah. human being. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that's stated explicitly that first time with Shigeru and Kyo, but I think it comes back
0: time so and again. Times. And I think
1: it's like, it it's an important thing to know as like, you know, a human being living in this world. Like,
0: Mhm.
1: You're going to yeah. hurt people, you're going to get hurt by people, that's going to change you and change them, and that's just yeah. how living works. Yes. <laughs> it's a great kernel of an idea. Takaya has got yeah, some really I think interesting it's, ideas in the series. Yeah, I think it's especially, we were talking about, like, like you're glad you read it as a teen. I think that's especially a good thing to know as a yeah. teenager, because that's like mm-hmm. when you're just starting to, you know, like, realize you're not the center of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, maybe other people have different experiences than me. <laughs> just Maybe yeah
0: possibly possibly and you might need to be sensitive mm-hmm. to them yeah i feel like a character like toru teaches us how to be like even when you have your own insecurities or things that you don't want people to know about you it's still important to try to make space and extend yourself to other people I, yeah i don't know yeah agree with you both good motifs and or themes mm-hmm. and or yeah. ideas <laughs> but also do feathers. we know yeah feathers <laughs> do we know what we're talking about we'll never know <laughs> <laughs> uh okay music
1: nerds don't add us (laughs) (laughs) i think you're right
0: (laughs) okay anime questions now when we got to anime questions i think it's technically your turn
1: (laughs) yeah uh another one from steven universe what are you most looking forward to seeing animated in the rest of the anime
0: rin I could say without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Although I think some of the beach scenes are going to be quite exciting since we saw all the beach mm-hmm. stuff in the anime. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um,
1: mm. I'm excited to see like student council stuff. I think that'll be. Yeah. Your favorite. <laughs> yeah. that has some of my favorite like funny scenes, some of my favorite like dramatic scenes are all like student council stuff. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see that. I was really excited to get the little sneak preview of Kakeru Amachi at the end of the yeah. final episode of the first season. You know, I think we've seen... S- oh, sorry, go ahead. say <laughs> oh, Also, just a lot of, like, stuff from the end of the series. Like, yeah. just big, dramatic, emotional payoffs for <laughs> stuff. I'm, I'm excited to yes. see that. You know, I've already cried over it in still image form, so <laughs> I'm excited see how much more <laughs> I time cry. Time to cry again. When, uh, <laughs> yeah, when it's uh, animated. <laughs>
0: can't wait to feel my heart in my mouth yeah. <laughs> later. It's yeah. going to be a good time. I was just going to say, we've seen a lot of really touching scenes so far but for me the most touching ones are probably yet to come. So I am mm-hmm. excited to see that too, I can say with confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> okay, so we have an interesting question from um this is from a, a Twitter ask from My Anime Podcast at My Anime Podcast. So I don't know which there's two hosts of this podcast. They also run an anime podcast. It's good. Um I listened to a couple of episodes, but they talk about a lot of anime that I haven't watched, like newer series. <laughs> so it's like cool, interesting. <laughs> so I don't know which host it was if it was the other Taka, but the question asked was if you could expand one mini arc from the series into a full-blown manga or anime what would it be
1: um and they suggested personally I'd go with uotani's backstory mm-hmm. which is a good one mm-hmm. i don't know about a specific arc but there's a lot of characters that we only get a little bit of mm-hmm. that i would enjoy seeing more of like we talked about ritsu we don't see very much of ritsu i'd enjoy mm-hmm. seeing more of him um I always enjoy seeing more momiji he's a yeah. more major character but he's still a fairly secondary character yeah a secondary main character. Yeah, and I think he's got a lot of like interesting stuff going on in his own life that doesn't intersect with the main plot that much. Yeah, that would be
0: interesting to see. So, one thing that I think would be interesting to see is so we see some I think we've seen some flashbacks of like Sugar and Tori and Ayame as children. Mm-hmm. And I actually think it would be interesting to kind of see like those things animated. There's yeah. some stuff specifically that I can't mention yet that hasn't happened in the manga yet. That's wary, mm-hmm. but like some of the things from before like, not just before the series starts, but in the years before, you know, Toro was even in the picture, be interesting yeah. to see those things kind of animated out. I wouldn't mind that. There's like, I guess, yeah, like the arcs while um, the Shigure and Atori and Ayame are young, specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At kind of the beginning of these, the cycle of the Zodiac that's happening right now. I think that would be mm-hmm. interesting to see yeah. as an anime or a manga or whatever
1: yeah that's also that remind me I'd also be interested in seeing um <laughs> more about previous sharing. iteration previous iterations of the zodiac like, yes like they talk about how like this is the first time in a long time they've all been in existence at the same time mm-hmm. like all the spirits have been possessing someone mm-hmm. so I'd be interested in like the last time that happened or like the years in between when like only a few are around yeah like, what, what happens the... when there's what happens when there's like zodiac but no God and yeah or like what's yeah. the what was the previous
0: god like like yeah. is it always like I think Akito, we haven't really seen Akito's motivation for why Akito wants everything to be the same. Was like, is that just mm-hmm. a thing? Like, is that, you know, they talk yeah. about how like, oh, Kyo, you hate water because the cat hated the water. Is it like the person mm-hmm. possessed or like the kind of god figure? Do they always feel like that? Like, is that part of the deal or is it just Akito? Yeah. yeah That'd like, be has interesting it always to see.
1: been this like toxic and awful or? Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know. Um, speaking of characters, it would be interesting to see more about Shigure too because we mm-hmm. see so little of him. Yeah, um, I think it'd be interesting his that backstory that I mentioned might reveal yeah. some of that.
1: But yeah, we I see like a day in the life of have to <laughs> see what the hell he's thinking.
0: <laughs> it's just him sitting there like figuring out ways to torture Michan and like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be interesting
1: to see what his actual motivation is. We don't know. It's mm-hmm. very obfuscated right now. So yeah, uh, this one I think we're gonna struggle with because we've talked about how we haven't watched very many. I have some thoughts. <laughs> anime in recent years, but it says
0: uh, <laughs> oh they're all gonna be old characters. It's the- fine.
1: Yeah, also from the my anime podcast t- people says, uh, recast the entire Soma clan using characters from other anime and manga. That's <laughs> <laughs> gonna get also like there'll be some that I've watched
0: that you haven't. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. Let me, uh, I'll start with my list that I started a couple <laughs> weeks ago and forgot. So here we okay. go. Um so i maybe recast also I think this is an interesting question. I guess it's like so we'll recast them using they're basically their base, like, characteristics as they relate to characters from other series, mm-hmm. probably. Oh, so, yes. My anime podcast provided a few thoughts. So Hatori and Ayame as Kyoya and Tamaki from Oron High School Host Club. Agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Honey senpai of course, could be Momiji. Ritsu... the same voice actor. In the, yeah.
1: <laughs> for the original animes. I mean, good, <laughs>
0: good choices. <laughs> Ritsu as uh Kuranosuke from Princess Jellyfish, which I haven't seen, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good. I've heard of it. Yes, yeah, so I've also heard of it. <laughs> Popular series. <laughs> so I have Toru as um, Nanami from Kamisama Mashta, which I don't think you've seen. Um, but I think they're quite similar. Yuki as Yuki um, from mm-hmm. Colic, maybe?
1: <laughs>
0: maybe this is the first one you could relate to. <laughs> For Kyo, I had Ed from Pullman Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe mostly because of the anger and the caring about people. I don't know. Yeah. From Omiji I had Ed from Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen Mushishi? Uh no, I want to though. It looks good. Oh, it's really good. Oh let's start a podcast about it. Then we'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. I think that for people who've seen Mushishi, I think that Hatori is could be recast as like uh or the 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 main guy, Ginkgo, could be recast as like Hatori. You'll see when you watch it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> for Haru, I had Midoku from Inuyasha. <laughs> mm. <laughs> for Yame, I had Howl from Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have similar bombastic personalities. <laughs> oh, for Rin, I had Kikyo from Inuyasha. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh For Uo, I had Faye from Cowboy Bebop or somebody like Sango from Inuyasha. See, I feel like this question is going to reveal more, like, it's just about the anime that we've watched, secretly. Yeah. <laughs> For Hana, I had Saki from Azamanga Dayo. Oh. The tall one who likes cats. Mm-hmm. The quiet one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's another character that's really like Hana, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. For Hiro, I have Chihiro from Spirited Away. <laughs> She's kind of annoying and then grows <laughs> through this through the story. Mm-hmm. Did I miss people? <laughs> Those are all my thoughts so far. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm impressed because I got nothing. <laughs> okay,
0: great. <laughs> I thought really long and hard about this question. is very challenging. Who else <laughs> is on here? I think Ayame and Hal from House of Castle is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I really struggled with, like, Kisa. The problem with Kisa is, like, she's, she makes her kind of, like, debut in that, that series, that part. And then she's constantly around being friends with Toru and, like, being nice and sweet, but doesn't have a lot of other, like... At least what we've seen so far, it doesn't have a lot of other, like, development that happens. So it's, like, is your defining characteristic, like, I don't know, being kind of quiet and co- quietly courageous? Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of tricky. Oh, Kagura. I have Kagura. For Kagura, I listed Kagome for Minuyasha. But mm-hmm. I don't know. She's just kind of bold and, like, will do whatever, right? Yeah. But has a good heart deep down. <laughs> For me, to, for me to put Jack in for me <laughs> is that acceptable? <laughs> he kind of freaks out about everything <laughs> it's hard to just like not pick just like superficial things I don't think I think a lot of these characters are like very yeah. deep and it's difficult to say like based on this yeah. kind of whatever we're seeing as like defining characteristics personality wise mm-hmm. oh I didn't pick Shigure for Shigure or mm-hmm. sorry I didn't say Shigure I wrote Tomoe from Komi-sama Kama- Hajimashite which you also mm-hmm. haven't seen He's kind of a, a trickster type. I didn't make anybody for Aikido. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, is kind of challenging. Yeah, it's hard to say. Somebody who's, <laughs> whose motivation <laughs> is to just keep things exactly the same as they are. Like Most characters aren't motivated by that kind of thing because that doesn't move a plot along, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's very reticent. Anyway, that was my list. I hope you <laughs> all enjoyed it. <laughs> I hope it just revealed how few characters I've read in anime that I've watched, but, or characters, manga that I've read in anime that I've watched. but. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I hope you all enjoyed it because I really got nothing <laughs> <laughs> Alright, great <laughs> I tried to think of some in the last couple of minutes but I, re- I really It's hard, it took me a yeah. long time
0: That was like two subway rides worth of thinking about it <laughs> It's like yeah. two commutes worth of trying to decide who who could you recast from other things? I don't know. It's mm-hmm. a little challenging, but I feel like I've come up with a list
1: for most people. Yeah, so. I'm I'm impressed. I'm <laughs> deeply impressed. <laughs> do you agree with any of my weird suggestions? Yeah, no, they sounded they sounded good. The ones I knew, anyway. <laughs> the ones that you knew. Okay, well,
0: first yeah. of all, so you have to watch Mushishi, and then you have to watch Komy Samajjuimashite. Yeah. Um, podcast starting soon for both of those. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. I was gonna
1: say I was like, I think those are the two main ones that I'm not familiar with. So. Yeah.
0: I tried to pick ones you're also familiar with, but also we've seen yeah. mostly the same things, so I figured it would be. Mm-hmm. Amazing, yeah
1: they're both great you should watch them or read them um okay yeah they seem appealing to me i just haven't gotten around to it yeah this is a story with everything i feel like there's so many things to watch and read and play yeah i know (laughs) yes i know
0: (laughs) (laughs) and just and do and Yeah. yeah yeah
1: okay it's like plus you know Life, yeah. Plus, you know, feeding yourself and doing your laundry on a regular basis, etc. Working on the work, earning money so that you can continue to feed yourself and do laundry, (laughs) and also buy your games and buy your media that you want (laughs) to (laughs) watch. Host your podcast, Mm -hmm. for example. Um, Okay, next questions. All right, we're getting we're getting into personal zone now. Yeah, this Um, is all.
0: uh, We're in the about us questions. So if you're if you don't care about us, you can just like skip
1: ahead of it. (laughs) Um. Kind of the same question both from decimal caps on tumblr and alice with a y yes through email. and also her friend shelby i think was included in those questions they've both sent us messages before which okay. are very sweet but yes yeah. <laughs> which is how did you guys meet slash how did you guys meet become friends and this one had the nice addition that they find our banter fun so... <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you oh i yes, might have cut out some of the other compliments from other <laughs> messages yeah. <of> These.
0: But... <laughs> It's okay we enjoy the banter too <laughs> um yeah it's not too personal to say i don't think yeah we, we met in middle school yeah
1: we were
0: in the same girl scout troop yeah we were in the same girl scout troop <laughs> my first memory of you just to add some color to the story was that we were playing um what's that game called the it was one of those improv games the party, party game yeah party <laughs> yeah you know Rip straight from uh, who's line? Oh yeah. (laughs) Anyway, this was a time period in our lives where, for some reason, we were all very into whose line. This was like, if you've never seen whose line, is it anyway? Of course, it's a hilarious show from the Mm -hmm. er, I don't know, 2000s or late 90s, probably too. It was -hmm. in like reruns when when we were watching it. But this, the game was, it's an improv game where you're given a quirk and someone people have to guess what your party quirk is. And Kayla's party quirk was um, being what was it? Um, Soldier with PTSD or something. PTSD, which so, <laughs> we're laughing about it now, but it was uh, yeah. she was like dropping to the floor and being like the, the bombs and stuff. It was really funny. It was a good time. So that was how we met. <laughs> my very first memory of Kayla. Um, <laughs> and
1: then, of course, we went to the same middle yep. school and we became mm-hmm, friends. And yeah. then we started hanging out, talking about to, manga and stuff. So. Yeah, to go off that first memory, um, that is at the time was very out of character for me. I was super shy at that age. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, at. <laughs> I was like at that first Girl Scout troop meeting, and I was like, I really, really like these people. I really want to be friends with them. Oh. So, like, <laughs> I, nice. like, so I like gathered up all my courage to like be silly oh. and stuff. So,
0: <laughs> well, you did a good job. Here it made are, clearly so... made depression. <laughs> yeah, like uh, so long later. How long has it yeah. been? Like 15 years More than 15 years later More than 15 friends. Yeah Yeah so we've been friends For a long ass time Basically Yeah um, Yeah so we went to middle school For a while We went to high school together for Briefly And then Kayla moved away Shocked mm-hmm. sadly But we had the internet mm-hmm. To keep us together Yeah
1: so. Thanks to the wonders Of the internet Yeah
0: And we still We don't live in the same place now We record this remotely Um, So yep.
1: yeah And so we've been friends For a long time And yep. now we have a podcast Together about anime So it's a good time Yay Just something we sort of Like wanted to do For a long time yes in some form or another <laughs> at
0: least a year um mm-hmm. i we couldn't start because i started teaching
1: part time which was a mistake um yeah. in my, i feel like in my life yeah. i mean it's a good experience but yeah it's a lot i feel of like time. even before like podcasting was a big thing we were like we should do something <laughs> yeah we always had plans like this, for so. for creative yeah.
0: endeavors that never really came through mm-hmm. like for one one time we were going to write a novel in letters and one time yeah. we were going <laughs> to I found that list. I wish oh, I, can't, I can't remember where it is, but I found a list of all these things we were going to do together.
1: We had like a yeah. some
0: stories that we thought about doing and stuff. But yeah, yeah. this is a uh, this is how we created. It was, yeah, it was a list of like up.
1: serious things, and then it also had like open a novelty condom shop or something. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so. Oh, I wish I could find it right now. It was so good.
0: Yeah. Actually, I think I sent you a message. Hold <laughs> on, wait. I think I can find it. This is the content that people want, right? Yes. <laughs> Here's the list. This, I sent Kayla a message in 2010, <laughs> So, and since I found I found this random text file on my computer just now that has our quote-unquote list of things to do someday list, and the list says stuff for Kay and I to do someday. Start a good dubbing-subbing publishing company. Write a collab fanfic. Kay marries a guy named Chad, and I marry a guy eight years older than me. This is related to <laughs> partly to Faruba. Um, it says write or draw delicious, which is a story that we came up with, which is a parody of... <laughs> It was a parody of like manga and anime about making food, like like Yachty Tate Japan, Yachty Tate Japan. Yeah, it was a parody and... of like mysterious shop manga, <laughs> which is <laughs> I still think about it on the regular for the record. Yeah. So anyway, some of those jokes, some of those
1: jokes were a plus so. <laughs> plus. <laughs> I don't know about the whole thing overall, but some of them still some make of me them laugh, were so. <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. Maybe we can do that someday. <laughs> um, <laughs> Write that It says, write that letter novel, which is what I just mentioned. Write yeah. a reverse gender role type story, which I think means that we are talking about how often when you have like a group of characters in this story, there's like a bunch of dudes and one girl, and we were like, it should be a bunch of girls and one dude in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, write an average person romance novel. <laughs> um, open a novelty condom shop. Write, draw a webcomic. Become Canadian pop stars. I'm partway there. I don't know about you. Um, what are you doing to live up to this? <laughs> says viva la U O M in new york london or toronto also part way there see spring yeah. awakening and sit on the stage haven't done that yet have you ever sat on the stage this is for... i've seen it but I've i have not it. sat on the stage i haven't sat on the stage either um have a tree house have a ball pit have a secret passageway to the ball pit uh... <laughs> so... <laughs> so you haven't read this list in a long time Just a slight it says... <laughs> between to the ball pit. <laughs> there's a dot 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 has to be read that way um, the next thing is split a Cinnabon. We could still do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Write a musical. Super Christmas decorate our apartment someday. Make awesome cookies at Christmas. Go to San Diego Comic Con and have a naked pool party. <laughs> also, it says, in this note I sent you, it says the, there's a after a few random line breaks, it says, dazzle frequently. So I don't know if that's part of the list or not, <laughs> but we should probably put it on the list. <laughs> and it says, I just want to send this to you. Happy Slapsgiving. So <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great so anyway yeah we've been friends for a long time that's just i think this just <laughs> encapsulates our experience but yes we always had the had a had ideas of having a creative endeavor together and this is the mm-hmm. one that uh we made a reality so <laughs> anyway that's enough about us okay. um well actually it's not enough about us because there are other questions the next yeah. question so tree tunnels on tumblr asked what shiny zodiac animal are you guys and also beautiful physical siren asked what zodiac do you think fits your personality best and why mm-hmm. so i don't know if that's different yeah um, um but
1: well, i yeah. believe we were both year of the horse yeah
0: we are our birthday's <laughs> like a month apart
1: so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're situated com- like comfortably within the year of the horse yes <laughs> And honestly, I have no answer for what fits the personality of best. I, like, went through a list of them all and, like, read them, and I'm like, I still don't have a good idea of what fits, so. I think,
0: like, I guess horse probably fits the best. Yeah, it's okay, yeah. I feel like there's some that are, well, the funny thing is, like, people are like, oh, the horse is all, like, super fiery and whatever, and I don't know. I feel like, I guess we both are kind of, could be kind of grumps, and, like, could be kind of reticent, which I think is a horse trait, but...
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like from the thing I read, rat kind of fit me.
0: Yeah. But yeah, you're like witty and whatever. It <laughs> says. <laughs> kind of a go getter type. <laughs> very, very intelligent. I could see that fitting. Thank you. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I think it's a compliment. People who are single dress <laughs> are supposed to be very, um um like that's very desirable, I hear. <laughs> that's why people say that Yuki's so great, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> So great. Gets locked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the favorite gets locked up. That's how it works. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I'm bad at like fitting these kind of like zodiac traits onto people, so <laughs> I looked
0: at it and I was like, pretty sure horse is okay, but I wanna yeah. see the other I ones. think I still
1: have the um way back in the day Beanie Babies made like a Zodiac series. Mm-hmm. And I think I still have my horse Zodiac Beanie Babies. Nice. Like I just saw.
0: <laughs> Ooh, this says the personality traits. This one web random website that I'm looking at it says rat quick-witted, smart, charming, and persuasive. Uh, this is why I think I agree that you could be a rat. Mm-hmm. Ox patient, kind, stubborn, and conservative. I bet mean, I could probably be an ox. That seems mm-hmm. kind of like me. Tigers authoritative, emotional, courageous, and intense. <laughs> uh I'm not very patient either. I take back what I said. Kind, stubborn, <laughs> and conservative could be me though. Stubborn for sure. Mm-hmm. um rabbit popular compassionate and sincere absolutely not i <laughs> feel like i'm none of those things <laughs> uh, dragon energetic fearless warm-hearted and charismatic snake uh snake. snake charming gregarious introverted generous and smart i think i could probably be a snake
1: yeah that sounds Could like
0: maybe not gregarious introverted <laughs> generous and smart i feel like i can be generous charming maybe yeah. i'm so charming right i mean yeah <laughs> horse energetic independent impatient and enjoy traveling definitely all those yeah. things
1: not energetic but independent impatient and
0: enjoy traveling getting around i have
1: my energetic moments but uh, i yeah, can I be
0: that, i think that fits both of us okay i think so sheep yeah. mild-mannered shy kind peace loving absolutely not yeah. <laughs> not mild-mannered at all monkey fun energetic and active not really rooster independent practical hard-working and observant uh dog patient diligent generous faithful kind not at all um, <laughs> none of those things <laughs> i mean i think i could be generous but like and probably faithful but i don't know kind kind is kind of going too far <laughs> i feel like i can be nice kind is a lot to say <laughs> such a negative opinion of myself but whatever it's fine pig loving tolerant honest appreciative of luxury yeah <laughs>
1: appreciative of tolerant (laughs) yeah I don't know whatever
0: do you think Cogger is appreciative of luxury (laughs) (laughs) probably (laughs) yeah anyway I feel like as far as I can tell I you know either it's like conditioning or whatever but I feel like the horse the horse probably represents me pretty well Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Um, as much as any of these things can yeah I mean they're all meant to be vague so that anyone (laughs) can go like
0: yeah that's me so yeah I suppose you know yeah. what? The zodiac horoscopes
1: are fun. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> They're fun because you can, like, read any of them and go, like, It's so me. <laughs> so, the next question. Okay. So, the next one from Death Small Caps. The slight crucial difference is Who would you be in the zodiac <laughs> if you could be? <laughs> a good, good question. I'm going to mm-hmm. take this approach from the
0: <laughs> answer of like, if you could turn into a Zodiac animal, who would you be? Yeah. And I think that I would I would really want to be... I love sea creatures. I would want to be Hitori and turn into a seahorse. I guess that <laughs> could be impractical, but I think it would be interesting to be a seahorse. <laughs> Is that That's a good? Ap- <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a good approach, because my thought was, none of them, they all have horrible lives. But... Um, <laughs> You're right. You're but not yeah, wrong about that. The perspective that. of changing into animals... Um... Mild spoilers, but um, Crano actually turns into a small bird, and I would enjoy being a bird. I think. Yes, that's (laughs) cool. not a rooster. I mean, I guess I guess being a rooster would be pretty cool. (laughs) Like you just (laughs) kind of strut around and get fed and scream. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, sounds like a great life. Nobody really messes with you because you're terrifying. So yeah, basically, yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. You're not wrong, but yeah, yeah, he people with the spurs on your feet. Yes, as it was just it was it was just said that Corino is the rooster, but yeah, he his like form is I don't know, it's a minor spoiler, but the form is more like a small bird. Yeah. I don't know. I feel comfortable leaving that in not cutting it. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> we just learned that he's the bird. Um, so yeah. And that I don't know. I say <laughs> I guess second choice would be maybe like red. Maybe you could run places really fast. Except yeah. um I mean she has terrible health. I don't know if that comes with being a horse or just being her. But
1: Yeah, horses are pretty
0: delicate for being,
1: you know, huge <laughs> <Giant> monsters
0: <creatures>. <laughs> Monsters. <laughs> they are kind of monsters. I agree with you. <laughs> Majestic and monsters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, I guess. So, how did you how did you get so This is from Tree Tunnels on Tumblr. How did you get so good at Japanese? It seems like the way you talk about it, one of or both of you live there is difficult to learn. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: This is more of a question for you, because yes. I'm not going to Japanese.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I'm gonna, I guess I'll take this one. Yes. you. I mean, you know some words. <laughs> yeah. I've... Doesn't make you good at Japanese, though. No. And neither I of can... us have lived there. No, but we did visit there. We have been there. Yes. I will be going there in, like, several weeks. That's why we need to mm-hmm. record this podcast so early. So yeah. I'll be back in the land of Faruba. It's going to be great. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, first of all, I'm going to take this as a compliment, because I've <laughs> I don't feel like I'm that good at Japanese but I guess like we've had a couple of, dis- of discussions of certain things in the series so far so to answer your question like I didn't I don't know I always wanted to take Japanese and I a few years ago after going through school where I didn't really have an opportunity to do that and then starting to work professionally I was like I should really do that I've always been interested in taking Japanese so I started taking a class so I've been studying for like I don't know two and a half years or something like that um and I would say it's, and yeah, we've never lived there, so no experience. Mm-hmm. I've had conversations with people in Japan and Japanese, but not, not <laughs> extensively. And then I think, like, I think it's not difficult to learn. And the reason, there, I feel like, okay, so, like, there's objective. If you want to look at la- learning languages, there is, like, objective difficulty in learning different languages, like, depending on how close it is to the language that you speak natively or whatever and how much time you can put into it but i think that japanese is not a hard language to learn and the reason i think that is because there are a lot of resources that are available to you to learn so another like random fun fact about me is that i took cantonese for a year or two um because my husband's family is from southern china and the class was good but it was extremely difficult to do any kind of learning outside of class because it's very hard to find resources for cantonese um and that's just the way that it is, I guess. There's reasons for that. But for Japanese, you have a lot of resources available to you other than like if you take a class or you choose to learn by yourself, there are some really great ones. Um, I can make some recommendations, I guess, if people are interested. Someone can write another ask and I can follow up. I don't want to go on forever. I could rant <laughs> about this for a long time. But I think that if you really want to learn, you should definitely learn because I found even when we started doing this podcast, there's things that I learned about Japanese and about things in first basket that I would have known if I hadn't learned Japanese like we talked about the thing that I feel most proud of is that we uh, talked about Omiji's dialogue a lot and I was like why does he mm-hmm. Why does he use certain words and say things a certain way and I was like oh, it's probably because he's like German and because he, he speaks it's meant to represent that he speaks in a certain way and then later like two days after that the <laughs> Funimation team released a thing about mm-hmm. why they chose to have him have a German accent and they said that it was because of that and I was like, wow, I'm so proud of myself for understanding that. It was a really great feeling. So I highly, if you want to learn Japanese, I highly recommend that you do it. And I'm not saying that like learning a language, any language is easy, but it's just, it's easier than maybe others because you have access to a lot of resources. You can like, if you don't understand something your teacher says, you can like look up the same thing and see it explained in like three different ways. And that way might help you understand better. There's a lot of tools you can use. There's a lot of people like you can go to Reddit and go to the like Japanese subreddit language subreddit and ask people questions like you can talk to people through like iTalkie. You don't have to go to a class if you're in a place where you can't get a class or like if that you need to figure out what works for you. Like I like to take classes, so it works for me. But yeah. Anyway, I highly encourage anybody do anything they want to do, <laughs> you should mm-hmm. definitely
1: do it. Yeah. And I will add as someone with much spottier Japanese knowledge, <laughs> um, going to visiting Japan is both um, a, if you're in the more touristy areas, very easy to navigate very easy. even with spotty Japanese um, and even in the slightly less touristy areas, it's amazingly easy to still communicate with someone like yeah. <laughs> I remember we had um, me and your sister we went <laughs> to <laughs> it's a great story. We went to a little more rural part, like a little away from the <laughs> more touristy city part, and we were at a train station, and we are trying to figure out if the next train was the right one to get on, based on our combined spotty knowledge. <laughs> and some older Japanese ladies realized we were struggling, and we kind of communicated that we were trying to go in this direction, and is this the train, and they were like, Made broad hand gestures that no, not this train, and, <laughs> and then like when the next train came in, communicated that this train, and we <laughs> thanked, the thanked them with like overly polite language, and they were like, "Oh, you're too much." Like, <laughs> so <laughs> this was hysterical when they related yeah, the story to it's, me later. It was fantastic. yeah so it was. It was a very you know, it's a fun a fun interaction, and just shows like you know, people are people all around the world, and yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you're, if you yes on that note unrelated to this question if you ever wanted to travel internationally and you're scared that you won't be able to communicate or whatever like don't be because honestly mm-hmm. you can get by with like pointing and smiling mm-hmm. and being a polite person in most places like yeah people are going to be nice to you if you're polite to them even mm-hmm. in japan too you don't and yeah there's like in all the major metropolitan cities there's like english signage and stuff like you can get by you don't need to if you're willing to eat a random onigiri. you can you can visit japan yeah. just fine <laughs> you know if you're not picky and stuff and you can get english menus yeah. for everything that's crazy anyway but
1: um, yeah and almost everything has pictures or like models of the food so it's yeah. very easy to yeah get something close to what you want as long as you don't have strict food allergies which
0: yeah. <laughs> which, so which one, someone in our group my sister does and so we had to be yeah.
1: careful but it was it was
0: fine I mean, yeah even was that fine. was doable she's still alive yeah
1: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh, <I heard> <laughs> yeah. We nobody had to go to the hospital. We were in Japan. It's a great time. That's yeah. I feel like the hallmark of a successful international trip. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. So if you if you're interested in anime and manga and you're interested in Japanese, I highly recommend that you try. Like it's it's you're getting closer and closer to understanding, you know, the true like source material. I think that there's something interesting mm-hmm. in that. This translation yeah. is really interesting too. But um, yeah, there's, there's
1: yeah. Yeah, language is fascinating, and, like, you're never going to... No translation is going to be perfect, so it's always interesting to see the original and see how things are translated and stuff, so...
0: Yeah, and just, you know, if you're into Japanese culture, then it's nice to know, and Mm. it's... I don't know. I can't say it's going to be easy for you, or different. Learning language is different for everybody. For me, I think it's, like, relatively... I don't know easy I feel like I'm interested in it and it's easy for me but I have a friend who also just started learning Japanese after I started taking mm-hmm. classes all, almost all our friend groups started taking Japanese yeah. as well <laughs> and one of the recently was like I don't get it Japanese is so hard and it's just like well mm-hmm. maybe it is for you
1: but yeah I've been thinking about learning more but I don't know if I want to take classes or
0: you can learn Um, I can recommend a good resource not sponsored <laughs> for learning yeah. on your own which is Tofugu like tofu and fugu combined together yeah um they have a bunch of resources for um for learning japanese on your own that's kind of like their whole deal is creating resources for people who want to learn by themselves um Mm -hmm. and they have an app that i like for learning kanji so highly recommend that even if you're in a class it's like a good supplement to Mm -hmm. class and you can also get tutoring through italki which is like relatively inexpensive so if you want to like a one-on-one situation you can look for that too also not sponsored. <laughs> None of these things are <laughs> sponsored. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great. You should. I don't know. I think learning a language is important. Learning languages is important because it gives you different perspective on life. Yeah. And I think the one thing that I'll say before moving on to a different topic is, if you want to learn Japanese or you want to learn another language or you want to learn anything, I think you need to figure out. It's hard, um, but you need to figure out what works best for you. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand what kind of studying works best for you if you want to learn by yourself or in a course. And also you need to remember that you're not learning English anymore, which is kind of a weird thing to say. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, especially at the beginning of their study, they want to kind of like equate everything one to one with English. And you have to accept that like in different languages, there are things that just aren't going to be equivalent or like things that will you will feel like, quote unquote, don't make sense to you from your perspective of speaking English or understanding English grammar. And you just have to accept that like in another language that's how things are structured and words can mean two different things or be pronounced three different ways or whatever like you know kanji is not phonetic uh, people don't really connect that like english letters are a representation of phonetic sound so anyway if you're that's my rant about that and i'll stop um, <laughs> but i highly recommend it i highly recommend pursuing anything you want to pursue to learn mm-hmm. i think it's really important to keep learning in your life and trying new things yeah all right, that's all I have to say about that. Also, I feel so complimented on my <laughs> Japanese, even though it's a very, very, like, low yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, flattered on your behalf when I Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, they're obviously not talking about me, so. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? You know how to say Ohio because i must. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Also, I feel like my pronunciation is pretty bad on this show, so sometimes, like, I don't know, but... It's, it's been interesting having, being able to, uh, look at this from that perspective. I can so.
1: indicate that there are six of us and say Thank <laughs> you, and, and that's all, like, holding up your fingers. That's all we really need to do with.
0: <laughs> Basically. Walk into a place and, like, yeah. show them Jane's allergy card and <laughs> make yeah. sure we didn't, nobody died. and It was pretty mm-hmm. good. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> um, I guess on the, on the... On the kind of on that note, like on the note of actually, it's a good segue, like learning new things and trying new things. So next, all our next questions are about podcasting, which is like, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but we're not professional podcasters by any means. We just play one on TV. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. We play one in our podcast. (laughs) Um, uh, Someone asked us a long time ago and I answered them directly. Uh, They asked about how we make the podcast or how we stay organized. And it's just like we, we make plans. But here's some other specific questions about podcasting. Um, the first one is how do you guys record the episodes? I think it's been mentioned that you use Skype, but I was wondering if you'd go into further detail. I don't know. I don't know how podcasts are created and I think it's really cool. So that was also from, um, Alice slash Shelby in an email sent to us.
1: Uh, we use this thing called Squadcast, which is great except for when it's not. <laughs> yeah. Also not sponsored. <laughs> we, we started out using
0: Skype, but there was a problem and the problem was that Kayla's sound was bad and, <laughs> um, and there was... Uh, there was another problem, I think, with the recording thing that we were using. I can't remember exactly what happened, but the quality wasn't that great. And why I went back and listened to the episodes, and I'm really glad we switched to this, even though it does. So what, what I was referring to is that this sometimes just, like, drops our connection in the middle of recording, but the, yeah. basically, Usually like... there's, like,
1: a lead-up, like, you can feel it starting to go, and you're like, oh, we're about to lose it, but every <laughs> once in a while it's just, like, gone, and we're like, oh,
0: okay. <laughs> it just happened, like, five minutes ago. Sometimes if you yeah. hear us talking about something, and it'll be, like we'll be in the middle of a topic and things will be going really great and then suddenly it's just like yeah anyway that thing that's probably what happened yeah <laughs> like um <laughs> it's hard to stay on, on topic when you have like two minutes where it's just like a dropped connection but yeah it does it this cool reconnect <laughs> it does but it does this really cool thing which is like i've heard other people so sometimes people use i've heard other podcasters use like skype but then they'll record on their own computers so basically what this thing does is that it connects us so that we can hear each other and it records our things separately and it stores them in the cloud it, there's a fee associated with this but um yeah also not sponsored we're using this tool called squadcast it's pretty great i think i talked about it on the tumblr before and it's helped us because there's always like a backup of our recordings and like we can um we can talk to each other and the quality is good even though it's recorded online so it's nice we can both have good quality Um, oh the problem i remember what the problem was the problem was before was that because we were recording both our things at the same time it recorded as one sound file so i could never change like if i was like really loud and the kale was really quiet i could never change it so now when Mm. we edit it there uh the tracks are separate so i can manipulate them so we can have better overall sound quality because of it so that's how we record yeah Now my poor microphone got a chance to shine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I was like, man, Kale's microphone's not that great. No, it turns out Kale's microphone was great all this time. It's just that our Skype (laughs) Skype was bad, which makes sense. It's not for recording sound. It's for, like, having a call and then hanging up. Like, it's not really the purpose (laughs) for high-quality sound recordings. I affectionately pet my microphone when I said that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. On that note, like, if you – again, if you want to do something, like, you want to start a podcast, there's a very, like, low cost to entry, essentially. Like, you can just record with your computer – with a microphone, and you just need to have a place. The way that podcasts work is that we upload sound file to a website, and that gets syndicated to all these different like services like um, iTunes or the Google Podcast thing or <laughs> Stitcher or whatever. So basically, all you have to have is like a microphone and um, a web some kind of host to host your episodes and distribute them, and then mm-hmm. content to talk about, and you can have your own podcast. So there's a very There's a relatively low, like, kind of cost to entry and maintenance. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you're, like, um, you can also use something like YouTube, um, which Mm -hmm. is free, right? You can upload your content for free. It's not going to be... It'll be syndicated to your, like, followers, but it's not going to go to, like, an app. So if you want to create content, you can also do that. There's a lot of, like, really great free ways to distribute your own content now. So if that's something you want to do, I highly encourage people to also pursue their creative endeavors. I think a thing to also remember is like nothing is going to be right the first time. Like, we just recorded the first episode and it was really crappy. There's a whole like we had to re record mm-hmm. the first two episodes of this podcast. We've had to re record others. Like, sometimes things have to change and you got to try new things and be willing to experiment. And that's part of being a creative person. I know people, there's probably a lot of mm-hmm. people who like draw and do things, produce things, mm-hmm. who listen to this podcast, but. That's another just like random rant life advice if you, mm-hmm. <laughs> so try okay. new things, learn new things and keep trying new things if you pursue your creative endeavors and recognize that things are going to be, if you've never done it before, there's going to be you to be testing that needs to be done and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's how we make this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> make a lot of notes and then we record it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I make my notes in an actual notebook because yeah, I'm, I'm an don't. old person. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, you do you. <laughs> I have to type a lot. <laughs> so I,
0: I like physical notes. <laughs> it's very nice. I almost did that. I did that one time where I like annotated the uh the manga and it worked okay, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I like having a full script. Oh, I guess like another thing to say is like most so sometimes there are episodes that I don't prepare in time but we need to record and so like the summary is just like winged Story um, time I think you can Ellen. tell they're not as great. Yes, we're talking about I basically like read to Kayla from the manga. Um <laughs> trying to insert things mm-hmm. in between um, yeah
1: as for the actual like physical when we sit down and record on my end i have my notebook with my notes and the manga with me and i flip along with mm-hmm. it as she goes through her summary <laughs> yeah i didn't I realize i didn't realize that
0: until like two episodes ago <laughs> or like yeah. really recently and you were like oh uh, you were laughing at something and i was like what and she's like oh i just saw this thing and i was like oh i didn't realize you're yeah. like, reading along like that's fun i like it yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I usually, I guess when we physically record, mm-hmm. I sit in my closet, I've mentioned, I'd make jokes about it a lot because, uh, <laughs> but the sound quality is best in the closet. The reason is because there's no, so like I can close the door. There's not a lot of interference from other sound. And also because you have clothes hanging, it has a better acoustic quality. The sound is like dead end. So there's not that echo. One time we recorded in, I was in all, all of our house that I live in is like wood floors everywhere. So sound reverberates a lot. So Mm -hmm. one time I recorded in a place where it wasn't the closet and when I was editing and I was like, like, it doesn't sound that different. But every time I tried to cut something short or cut something off, there's like a longer echo because the sound is echoing. So it was Mm -hmm. a pain in the ass to edit. So now I always sit in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's, it's fine. It's a nice, quiet place. It can get kind of I just sit at my desk.
1: I have a carpeted room, so Yeah, you probably don't have as much sound echoing. I like yeah. I doesn't I don't know. I have a carpeted it. room and a blanket on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so it's perfect sound deadening. Yeah. It's a decorative blanket, but the reason it's on the wall and nothing else is on my wall is because I needed to stop the echoing. Did you really? <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of
0: you. Um,
1: Yeah, I have a couple of things on my wall now, but that was the first thing and only thing on my wall for a really long time because it was so echoey. I was like, I need something. (laughs) So I'm going to put up this decorative blanket I have. Yes.
0: So yeah, that's, um, you know, home studio life. I record in a closet. Mm -hmm. It's pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind. And I keep, I do, I also bring the manga with me. So we often, like you, sometimes you hear like page flipping noises because we're like actually looking something up. Mm -hmm. Um, I usually bring the Japanese version with me in case Killa asks me a question, which sometimes Mm -hmm. happens.
1: Uh, So yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think you're asking the next question. Right. This one is from another good username, Dirk gently into that good night. <laughs> yes, <laughs> on Tumblr. Uh, it says if you were to record a podcast about any other manga or anime besides Fruits Basket, what would you pick? I would love to hear something else from y'all when you reach the final chapter of Fruba. There's a boo inserted in there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes, this person says, thank you for giving me warm fuzzies once a week. You're welcome. Um, It's our pleasure, I should say. Um, Yeah, so we have discussed doing other things in the future. The Mm -hmm. main candidate right now is Filmora Alchemist, Mm -hmm. which is another great series. And by main candidate, I mean Kayla's making a plan for it already. It's happening. So It's my favorite series. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that when we discussed this previously I was like we should do Fruba because that's my favorite series really mm-hmm. in reality and then you're like and then also FMA and I was like that's also great so yeah we should do that I haven't the really interesting thing is that uh yeah I haven't read all of FMA so mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see how this goes I read it most of it or like a good chunk of it a long time ago mm-hmm. but I'm really excited to actually just like read it and get really into it
1: yeah I've actually just recently actually sat down and started to try and kind of make notes on how it would be split up mm-hmm.
0: physical notes yeah, of course. <laughs> she uh, sent me a photo and it was like a picture or like a picture of a printed out thing and I was like, interesting <laughs> commitment yeah. to <laughs> Yeah.
1: It's um I knew I'd have to have it physically in front of me to make physical <laughs> pen notes on it or otherwise I'd never be able to figure out how to split it. I was literally <laughs> I had my printout and I was sitting on the floor in front of my bookshelf like <laughs> nice. through the chapters and it's like so being fun. like, I guess I could break up these two and so. it's challenging. Um just as a as a preview of how challenging it is, the ending sequence of Full Alchemist*, like all of the ending events basically start at the mid eighties <laughs> and go and go through chapter one oh eight, the final oh chapter. So. <laughs>
0: it's that's great. Also all the chapters are much, much longer than Fruits Basket. Like page yeah. wise, they're all really long. So mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and like even like some of them I could only break down into like three chapters on my like first pass through. Yeah. It's like how the hell do I break this up? So that's a
0: good time yeah fortunately yeah. the very beginning of fruba there's now we're at this point where a lot of there's more moving parts so it'll be a little bit more challenging but most of fruba is like here's a setup and here's a resolution like a lot of the beginning is like this and gets set up in one chapter and then gets resolved right yeah. away or like has some kind of
1: resolution yeah um but yeah no it's, yeah it's not I like think that the, <laughs> no yeah it's everything is just keeps moving yeah alchemist um <laughs> yeah i do think i think the length might balance out since we won't have a spoiler section Yes, right. We can't since, talk about spoilers. Yeah, since you <laughs> since you are not fully spoiled, so
0: that's true. You can uh, but, yeah. well you you can send a little note. <laughs> you can make an add-on that I just like won't listen to or something. Yeah, if
1: you want. Yes, so that's very very slightly in the works. <laughs> it's it's there's plans afoot. <laughs> yeah, but uh,
0: I don't know. There's not like a timeline or anything. Yeah, for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the last question that we have that's not spoilery, Ooh. which I think is a good place to end on. <laughs> <laughs> plans for the future. So, okay, since we kind of talked about future plans, I also have an announcement, which is that we have a Kofi now. So, you it's Kofi.com com slash stay together network. I'll put some <laughs> links or something somewhere. Like, I'll put it in the. Uh, yeah, we decided that maybe Stay Together Network would be a good name because maybe we'll <laughs> have this other podcast. Theoretically, these are our plans. So, maybe we put them all together. Maybe. So, yeah, um, I'll put links in. in in the, like, episode notes and places and stuff, but if you're, if you like the content that you're listening to, I'm not good at this kind of, like, plugging thing or whatever, but <laughs> if you like the content that we're putting out, you can uh, give us a little, buy us a little Kofi, and then that'll basically, <laughs> like, the money will go to things like paying for our hosting so that we can do more podcasts and stuff. Like, I don't know, man. I don't, we don't need to be famous podcasters, <laughs> but... Yeah. um it's <laughs> yeah. just to, to pay for to keep this content yeah. available essentially mm-hmm. so yeah. um yeah it would be be really i would appreciate it Um, am i'm digging my toe i still haven't gotten the hang of this um <laughs> uh, audio medium and i just want you to know that i'm digging my toe into the ground and like looking bashfully at the microphone so you know <laughs> um <laughs> that's my <laughs> that's my thing that i wanted to say <laughs> we've gotten i just i'm always surprised that we haven't gotten any like flames all of our messages that we get from people are so nice like they're very, mm-hmm. very kind and complimentary we got a yeah we got another shout out on a podcast a long time ago like back in april when we just started we just um maybe we're like six or seven episodes in or something on another podcast called manga mavericks um and it was such a which is a great podcast you should also listen to it they do a lot of stuff about like manga news and stuff anime news and it's it's also very interesting um but we yeah it's such a complimentary shout out it was very touching i don't know (laughs) Mm -hmm. i feel like we've gotten a lot of interesting very kind comments and i really appreciated everyone sending us their questions and i really enjoyed answering them so hopefully you enjoyed listening to us answer them yeah it was fun yeah (laughs) so okay so on, on all those announcements and good feels next week um so we have a couple i think we should discuss some spoiler things and then we have spoiler questions like there's some questions that people asked us that were i felt like were too spoilery to answer even in the things that we alluded to and slightly spoiled when we were talking just now Mm -hmm. so we'll talk about those um and we'll talk about some spoiler things for what's to come after the music next week our episode that's coming out is only going to cover chapter 66 there's like again like story breakup reasons for why we're doing that so next one will be just chapter 66 it's just a one-off this time but yeah it'll be a good time we're going back to school summer's (laughs) gonna be over finally um (laughs) it's gonna be a good time So
1: yeah, thank you all for listening, as always, and for sending all your questions. Yeah, we really appreciate it. I had fun. It was an embarrassment of riches, as far as questions go. Yeah, it really was. (laughs) More than I expected us to get, so. Same. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah, so we'll
0: see you all next time for more Verba fun. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, we're back to talk about spoilers. Uh, woo! The things that I wanted... The things that I had in, in mind for discussion were just like, I just wanted to chat with you about what's coming up. It's not really a formal mm. kind of discussion, but the here are the things that I listed. We can go through them. <laughs> so I just put student council everything. Is that why you're laughing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So obviously, like, when we come back to school, we're going to get all the student council, more student council interaction than you could mm-hmm. I hope.
1: <laughs> it's just... I know it's exciting. I'm... I'm it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Yeah, and we've talked about, it, like, we were just talking a whole bunch about, like, all the, like, Yuki <laughs> development that, like, yeah had surprised us on, like, you know, reading later chapters and stuff, and a lot of that comes with the student council, so.
0: Yeah, and I talked about why I like Machi and all that other stuff, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I like Machi, because she's great, first of yeah. all. She's the only person mm-hmm. who sees Yuki as, like, a regular human, which is nice, mm-hmm. other than, like, Toru, I guess, but in a different yeah. way. Uh, another thing that I have that's coming up is, like, Rin and Toru's kind of connection, first of all. like. Mm-hmm. Rind avoided becoming friends with her so far um, but we'll get to see them become closer as
1: yeah. much as
0: Rind tries to avoid it and then of course kind of working together I don't know if they really work together but they kind of align on the fact that they're breaking, mm-hmm. trying to break the curse so that's always
1: yeah. interesting If I remember Rindtori's like let's work together Rind's like no <laughs> <laughs> Typical <laughs> Yeah, But then kind of does it anyway <laughs> Yeah, Yeah basically because she
0: can't resist <laughs> Yes and then uh, some other big things that are coming are like Karin- the fact that Corino's curse is broken and that Ren- mm-hmm. Omiji oh, and heroes also break like during yep. the series before everybody's does. Yep. And then of course the biggest perhaps reveal of the series which is that Akito is a woman's coming up. Yep. And then all the stuff with Ren. So Ren was mentioned last two chapters or something like that. Mm-hmm. Last three or four or something. Um, and like all of the kind of like Backstory relationship with Ran and Akito is coming, and like the things that we have yet to see, like their fight that kind of precipitates everything getting yeah. fucked up. Like, Tor- like when Akito stabs Karino and goes yeah. to find. And Tor- also all the
1: stuff with Akira. We get that backstory. Yes, that we haven't really seen anything about yet. Yes, so I think we will get some backstory about the previous god slash head of the
0: family and mm-hmm. and stuff about that that we sort of talked about is going to be a good time. Yeah. I think we're going to mm-hmm. see some of these. Yeah, themes I think that, that introduces
1: some like interesting twists to the like whole dynamic of the family because Akira oh, was like... the head of the family, but he wasn't God. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and yeah, and like mm-hmm. yeah, it was interesting the comment that Akito makes that is like, who does Ren think the head of the family is, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they obviously have a fucked up dynamic. Um, yeah. I think, as we discussed in our last episode, so it'll be interesting to see that come out also. And then all the stuff with <laughs> between Rin and Akito is going to happen, which is sad and scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not looking forward to that, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and
1: oh, we'll get to see the curse breaking, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Um, I do want to comment on something that you made me think of in the non-spoiler section. You're talking mm-hmm. about the whole like idea of like being like outside, mm-hmm. and had the whole thing with Akito being like physically outside of the house and this like previous chapter, you know, and yeah. that's kind of a little thing. And that winds up being a big thing at the very end where Toru realizes that Akito, by being treated as above everyone else, that's basically the same thing as being treated as outside. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So even is like an outsider in her own way. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's definitely a big theme. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to see this. <laughs> I'm trying to think of mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. We'll get to see further romance these, like, I, we talked about, like, yeah. the, um... Last episode, we talked about like the love triangle, non love triangles that are happening, and we'll get to see that develop and Yuki's relationship develop with Machi. And yeah, um, see uh, Momiji's growth spurt. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed in the uh, beach arc, he's like already slightly taller than Toru. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I should comment on this now, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) it didn't seem like the right time. (laughs) Yeah, but soon, yes, soon. Mm -hmm. All of them are getting so tall.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We get to see sort of Cinderella. <laughs> the greatest
0: play of all time. <laughs> what was I going to say? I mean, we get to see more with, like, Kagura, too. Like, uh, Kagura comes back. hmm uh, Yeah, we I- get to
1: see more of her and Kyo's kind of backstory relationship stuff, which is pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, and her kind of relationship with Toru and mm-hmm. Rin, I think, a little bit. Mostly Toru. Yeah. Um, I think it was kind of, like, the big things that are left. I think we're all... They're heading yeah. toward these, you know, yeah. the resolution of... Um, Akito letting go of thinking that only, you know, controlling people is going to bring her affection, the affection that she wants. and Yeah. You know, like the resolution that Toru was looking for. Oh, we're going to learn about Kyoko and Katsuya. I forgot that. Oh, yeah. We hadn't mm-hmm. talked about that when we were talking about questions before. But yeah, we're going to get to mm-hmm. see what actually happened between them when Toru was little. Yeah. Um, and more know. of the the Kyo and Kyoko connection. Yeah, that's right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Toru's kind of like deal with her father. Um, yeah. Yeah grandpa's gonna come back for that like one scene or whatever
1: a Mm -hmm. couple scenes yeah he has a couple of cute scenes yeah latter half yeah he does some stuff that's coming up in the short term that i really enjoy is the uh parent teacher conferences yes (laughs) (laughs) well i love any scene with maiko but (laughs) yeah like there's both funny stuff but there's also some like really touching and emotional stuff in the couple of those so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot especially between like yuki and ayame i think yeah Um, i really like the uh the yuki and ayame uh conference and also the whole thing with their mother is just interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. She's kind of an yeah. interesting character. It's like another character you love to hate. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that but that kind and that scene kind of becomes almost a turning point for her too. Yeah. She starts to like she's still like awful, but yes. <laughs> starts to kind of uh, seems to be sort of accepting that her she can't control her children anymore and yeah, stop trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah
0: yeah i think those are the things okay. those are the things we have to look out for mm-hmm. coming up it's gonna be an exciting time yep. and hopefully they'll get animated <laughs> Yep, <laughs> Some of them sooner than others mm-hmm. um oh yeah we got more backstory about kyo's mom too um there was a bit oh, it's yeah. been kind of like peppered in but i think we get the final like what happened to her yeah um is also shown Real- as well
1: yeah realizing that his father is even more of a dick than he is already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: he's already a dick, but now he's even more, he's gonna be even yeah. more of a dick. Any other things that we wanna comment on that are coming? <laughs> I feel like this is a short, spoilery section.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> We've just been leading up to everything to now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. A lot of my favorite scenes are still to come, so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, spoiler questions. Let's ask them real mm-hmm. quickly. Um, so, okay. So, the first one was very specific, and it was like, have you seen the Tumblr post? This is from Stephen Universe. Have you seen the Tumblr post? I don't know if I can find it. I saw it ages ago. The talks about how other versions of the Zodiac story, I think like the Philippines, I also think like, on to this, I think Vietnam maybe, um, include the cat, but exclude the rabbit. It makes for an interesting angle that Kyo, uh, to Kyo and mumi's relationship. Also, imagine a world where Torah falls for the outcast rabbit and Kyo is the unrequited love and has like a <laughs> shocked emoji and a thinking emoji, which is great. <laughs> Agree. <Okay. laughs> yes. Yes, I've heard Yes. <laughs> I don't know. You answer this question first. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I hadn't really heard of that specifically. I think I was vaguely aware that other versions existed with some animals swapped out. but Yes. I don't know if I'd heard that version specifically, but it is kind of interesting in the context of Fruits Basket, because we talked about how, like, you know, Kyo and Momiji are both kind of outsiders in their own way. Yeah. For sure. Like, even compared to the other Zodiac members. Mm-hmm and they have
0: that kind of connection. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they know that specifically about each other, but they definitely have this kind of connection that others don't seem to have with them. Yeah. Like, I think, like, Momiji is generally kind of accepted by everybody, but I don't think anybody has, like, a super close relationship with him other than, like, Mm -hmm.
1: Kyo and... Yeah. I think Momiji has, like, always had one of the closer relationships with Kyo outside of the other Zodiac. Yeah, You know, inside of the other Zodiac members. I think he's even the one, like, later on... Like I think it's during the same conversation where he like basically tells Kyo is like I'm gonna steal Toru from you if you don't like <laughs> get your shit together. Basically, but he also says yeah. like how he's gonna st- how like they've all been like you know ignoring the whole issue of the cat and stuff and just kind of accepting that's the way it is and saying like he's gonna stop ignoring it and stop giving up on the cat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which he's is a good the first scene. But, to say uh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm he says only. it directly, like basically like I'm gonna stop accepting that this is just okay.
0: Yes, for sure. And then imagine a world where Toru falls for the outcast rabbit. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's what fanfic is for. I mean, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I think they'd be. A we good were talking about recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still think they'd be a good pair, though.
1: Yeah, we were talking like in the last uh, episode about how like like Kyo and Toru have this like deep connection forged pretty early on. That's kind of hard to shake. But yeah. I do think like I could see Toru falling for Momiji with- without that. Uh, yeah, it's uh without that exist- existing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't, if she didn't have such a close relationship with Kyo, I mean, I feel like it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, They have, you know, I think they just don't have the opportunity to be close like Kyo and her live in the same house. Mm -hmm. They can see each other all the time. They have a lot of opportunity to just, like, have a deeper connection.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but, like, she does have a pretty, like, close relationship with Momiji, even though they don't have as much time together. Just in, like, like they're among the more physically affectionate mm -hmm. pairs and... Have a lot of like know each other's, you know, deep issues and stuff, and yeah, they both have complicated
0: <laughs> relationships with their mothers mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, and their families. I guess like they're both their parents. Because mm-hmm. Toru has sort of a complicated relationship with her father, even though he's yeah. not alive as well. And I mean, Moby G probably does too. He doesn't. It's not explicit, but yeah. Um, and I think they have a connection. Mm-hmm. They kind of help each other a lot. They kind of cover for each other, like Toru does. At the mm. beach, and then later, Momiji helps her like sneak in and gives Kareno the uh, sort of Cinderella yeah.
1: DVD. Yeah. and stuff some of the, like, that. like some of their yeah some of their scenes together really like are borderline romantic. Like yeah. if they were like in another series, like you would think they were like, the romantic couple.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, Toru asks him, makes a request for him to play a uh, Wish Upon a Star, or whatever mm-hmm, it is, yeah. on the violin. And that's another one that has them, like, with their faces close together. And yeah. Stuff. They have a physically intimate relationship, which most yeah. characters don't, I guess. hmm Other than, like, Akito, yeah. who's constantly draped on other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when we is mm-hmm. not shy about asking for physical affection, whereas I think some yeah, of yeah. the other characters are, Are so... Yeah. As, as is established, the is uncomfortable mm-hmm. for them so have we sufficiently imagined a world where <laughs> yeah <laughs> we don't have to imagine it's it's there i think it's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a potential that's set up mm-hmm. yeah but i think nobody really will nobody understands toru like kyo does even momiji yeah So, okay mm-hmm.
1: speaking of kyo right. last yeah. question last question do we know why the cat is the only one with a true form? Is it just because he's the monster or something else? What are your thoughts on this? Yes. Also Alice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Email. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so I <laughs> I think this is, so this is like, the reason I put this mm-hmm. in the spoilers is because I think that this is revealed in the very end of the series, like chapter 130 mm-hmm. something, 131 maybe, where yeah. the, the Bond... God was a a person who lived alone and the cat came. I just reread this and now I'm super Mm -hmm. fresh on the details. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I remember, um, I can't remember everything I said, but, like, back when we did the true form arc. Yes. I know in the spoilers in that episode, I had, like, a deep like, (laughs) dive on, like, all my feelings (laughs) about the cat spirit, because (laughs) I had also recently read the last chapters and that in relation to all the true form stuff.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. The cat in the original bond with God, the cat was basically forced to join in this like eternal party mm-hmm. that they were having and all the other animals voluntarily joined and the cat piped mm-hmm. up and was like no i don't want this like i mm-hmm. liked living my life with you guys but i don't want things to stay the same for, for people things have to change like we have to move on mm-hmm. and all the other animals felt betrayed by that and god felt betrayed by that um mm-hmm. so i think because of that it's not explicitly said in that chapter that that's why but i think because of that sort of like warped you know nature of the curse mm-hmm. the cat returns as this form with this additional form that is um mm-hmm. like a warped
1: version of a
0: cat essentially yeah. i guess
1: mhm yeah and i think i talked about it a bit back then i kind yeah. of feel like it might be like the cat's resentment yeah of like being forced into this bond he didn't want to be in and being like shunned by who used to be all his you know closest friends mm mm-hmm. mhm and because the cat was the the first animal in the story yes. to approach God and befriend him. In the story, the, the quote-unquote mm-hmm. like, real story that we yeah. get from Takaya at the end, mm-hmm. yes. And so I kind of wonder, like, because it's not ever, like, explicitly shown, if it was no. always like that, if they always had that, like, more twisted form, or if it changed over time. Well, more or possible. Yeah. But yeah, I have a lot of feelings about the cat spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so many feels. That, like, one of the very last panels of the series is the, like has the picture of like god welcoming the cat back and i like that made me cry the first time i read that oh. like, <laughs> it's a good one because it says something about oh, like it's like the very ending i love the way it's like framed it's talking about like the, how the cat wanted god to be able to go out and make yeah. friends and have other relationships outside other of this like yeah tiny like close enclosed bond with the animals mm-hmm. and it shows like Akito and Toru hugging, and it says like, and after many, many years, the cat finally got his wish, and then it has the, like, God greeting the cat again. It's really sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very sweet. It's, <laughs> and I agree with you, I think, like, we very, very early on, also maybe another reason why that um, the person commented about Japanese, we talked about Mononoke, it's the that the, <laughs> in the, that the possession, that the, that the Somas are possessed by Mononoke, like, which are vengeful spirits. So Mm -hmm. like What is the context Of vengeance here And I think like We have a stronger Representation of the cat As being Like representative of I don't know I mean I guess It's like vengeance But Mm -hmm. not Not being cool With the situation That everyone
1: else Was put in It's like the cat Never wanted this And is being punished For being pulled Into the thing He never wanted Basically Wanted Yeah basically So of course So the physical Manifestation
0: of the cat Then becomes warped Over time Mm Mm-hmm. At least you can. Maybe that's what we can
1: say. Yeah. Which you've. I think, I think you more generally. Yeah. And I think more generally we can say it's kind of a physical representation of the warped bond, just yes. in general between them all. It's like.
0: Yeah. If the cat is the origin, then mm-hmm. if the origin is warped, then maybe you can extend yeah. it to say like the whole the whole thing is fucked up because uh, yeah it it wasn't what they it wasn't what anybody intended. The, mm-hmm. I guess another so that's one interpretation which I think is like what kind of what we're meant to draw from the last part but of course there's the interpretation that the cat some of them say like the cat is like a scapegoat it's like everybody can be like well at yeah. least I'm not the cat at least I'm not the one who transforms the cat at least I don't have to be locked up
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I guess stems from the cat not being cool with the original promise yeah. that was made but it almost like gives the other possessed people something to kind of cling to that's like at least mm-hmm. it's, I'm not. at least I'm not as poorly off as the cat
1: yeah. But I think that comes more with, like, kind of
0: the, I guess, the family culture over time. Not necessarily yeah. The I think that's curse. kind
1: of like the same way the cat is, like, has become warped over time. The reasoning has become warped over time. Yeah. Like, it's not like the cat was confined. All of them were confined before,
0: right? And mm-hmm. Probably not.
1: Well, like, um, they I- all
0: uh, were sort of isolated together, right? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I think that sufficiently answers that question about the true mm-hmm. form. is there anything else (laughs) is there anything else we could say about Fruber right now halfway through the series or have we like talked it to death Um, uh,
1: we've said quite a lot
0: (laughs) yeah we said a lot we answered a lot of questions Um, I feel pretty good about it (laughs) okay cool well okay like I said (laughs) next time we're going to be talking about chapter 66 you heard about our secret plans for (laughs) another podcast you can buy Mm a single fee if you want to support us you can send it in your ass and your questions. I mean, I don't know, just like a nice note is nice too. That's something mm-hmm. I feel like I learned that yeah. we didn't talk about in this podcasting. I feel like just the positive feedback has also um, mm-hmm.
1: been really encouraging. So thank you very much, always. Yeah. Um yeah, we're we're big on classical conditioning. <laughs> yeah,
0: basically. If you keep giving us compliments, <laughs> we'll keep making stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't big on classical conditioning? <laughs> that's what um that's what social media is for i want that instant validation (laughs) (laughs) okay all right good on that um nice little banter (laughs) and i guess we can end for now so yeah next time we'll talk about we'll get back into regular regularly scheduled Faruba. it's gonna be a good
1: time halfway there
0: yeah living on a prayer as we said before (laughs) (laughs) all right okay we'll see you all next time
1: bye-bye bye